Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to the 10th episode of The First Exchange. Can you believe it? 10 episodes in. Um, delighted to have an OG of Irish MMA in with us this evening, Andy Ryan. Anyone who knows Andy Ryan is the head coach and owner of Team Rhino and all its affiliate gyms around the country. Um, Andy was one of the forefathers of Irish MMA. We, we literally have himself, John Cavanaugh and a few others to thank for Irish MMA Um so great to get him on we talked about Lowe's we talked about his time in the army um, you know the regrets that he had from, from leaving the army to, to where he is now to setting up the gym his background in judo being a judo athlete not making it you know all the roles that led him to be this really fantastic and successful uh, MMA coach um, the importance of jiu-jitsu um, in his gym as well we covered all grounds his family life talked about his wife Claire his kids the death of his brother you know the impact that had on his family really great insight I've known Andy for five years and anyone who has watched any of my stuff with Fight Connect TV will know that Andy has, has featured heavily um, but tonight was a, a great um, insight into him and to really get to know who he is and, and, and what Andy Ryan is all about so I hope you enjoy it as always Follow The First Exchange on social media at The First Exchange and leave us comments, give us any feedback that you have. We're, we're 10 episodes deep, but we're still new and we really want to know how you guys are enjoying the, the podcast. Um, so I hope you enjoy this episode of Andy Ryan. It's uh, The First Exchange. Andy Ryan, welcome. Thanks. How's things? A bit of deep breathing into this microphone here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting across me and the fucking earphones on and a big, big microphone. Welcome to the world of podcasts. I know. Well, thank you very much for coming in. Yeah, no problem. Always any of our viewers, well, any of the Fight Connect TV viewers will will more than likely know who you are. Heavy, uh, featured heavily throughout the years, but um, had to get you in, you know. Yeah, tense. I thought it would have been forced in here. Here now, I asked you bleeding weeks ago. I yeah. said to you, "Will you come in?" I think I actually asked you in June. You probably did. Yeah, and you were busy, but look, we got you in. Let's go on holidays. You were going on holidays. Where, where did you go? Palmanova, lovely. One of me spots. Yeah. We used to go there all every year with the fam. Yeah, it's lovely. How'd you get on? Yeah, great. You went over yourself, Claire, and the kids. Just one, yeah. Sophie, yeah. Carrie's too big. She was working. Oh right, okay. Yeah. And what you get up to? Just Nothing. chilled out. Trained every second day, walked every day. What swam. kind of what kind of training were you doing? In the gym over there. Oh, very good. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were just talking before we got um, recording. You were saying heavy lifting is out, and you're into yeah. a bit of running now. Too old. Yeah, back running like I used to do years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's too old. Yeah, and you want to stay. You know, you want to be active on the mountain. Yeah. You're gonna lift a stupid weight every week. You can't roll. You can't train so. Well, obviously, head coach at Team Rhino. Um, do you get to train much in, in your own gym? Yeah, I do. what I try and do is try and do a bit in the mornings because mm. I just changed the timetable there recently. I find that um, I come in to teach the MMA class and then by the time the jiu-jitsu class is on, you're just not in the humour, you know? Yeah. Your, your head isn't with it. 
So yeah, absolutely. And so then you, you, when you're on a roll, then you're not looking at the class. And I find it maybe it's a little bit old school. But if you're coaching the class, I think it's hard for you to train on the class because mm. you're not putting your you know 100 into the class of the students. So. If I'm rolling, I'm doing my thing. Now, some days I just go up and say, right, lads, we're rolling, clock goes on. Yeah. No teaching, we did enough bullshit the weekend and a seminar or something shit like that. Yeah. And we'll just roll, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There is a lot but I changed day. the timetable. Uh, this week we changed it. Right. Because um, we had our MMA class on Tuesday, Thursday, sort of sparring nights. And then that was on a six, about half seven. And beginners to jitsu was starting at seven. But new people were coming in and there's... Oh, Shitting you know, themselves, really? James and tops off and blood all over the bleeding place. Fellas killing each other, you know? So we yeah. said, look. So we keep all them fellas away from the general public now. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Because that, that's that's what happens, isn't it, when people come in and if they're brave enough to take the first step yeah. to actually to start and yeah. then they're like, that's that's their worst fear, isn't it? Like, I'm going to go up here now and I'm going to be made to bleed and kill someone. You know, like, and that's the, that's the bad perception we have. Everyone thinks you're coming to Roy now, you're going to get killed, they're all animals there. Yeah. They're going to bleed and kill you. They're going to get slagged. And, no, you're not. You're going to get slagged. Yeah, a bit of crack and messing. But, you know, yeah. um, you're not going to get killed. We have plenty of beginner classes and plenty no. of good coaches. But we do have that. And we actually were at a, a show before and we heard two coaches actually bad me out in the gym saying that these guys are thinking of doing MMA. I wouldn't go up there. You're kidding me. They kill you up there. I wouldn't go near that gym, yeah. And one of the boys pulled them, you know what I mean? Oh, one of your lads? Yeah, pulled them, yeah. No yeah, way. Yeah. I'm from that gym, you know. Yeah, fair saying? play oh, to him. Yeah. Defending your gym, yeah. absolutely. Stupid. And then the other thing as well, you know, we're trying to do, I suppose, I guess, we're trying to do two things, MMA and Jiu-Jitsu. It's hard. Yeah. Where you go out to East Coast, it's just Jiu-Jitsu, and you're concentrating it, you know, and it's, yeah. it's easier. I think it's easier to put your head into it. Into one sport, but two, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard as a coach. Would you take it personally, someone saying that about the gym? Yeah, I do, yeah, because you don't know, you don't understand. Yeah, we do train hard, yeah, but mm. we're not like fucking killers, are you know? Yeah. No, there's, there's better gyms out there than us and, and other stuff, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, I can testify. I've never, yeah. I've always had great fun yeah. when I up with you, yeah. up training with you. Bit the of laughing air, please. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bit of banter. And actually, we had a, we have a great kids group. Um, we have a lot of kids. And one of the East Coast parents put a little post up during the week. Did you see that? No. So it's on two of our kids um, are at that nag of the weekend. Yeah. And his kid is fighting. And their two kids are cheering them on. Wow. And he thought it was great that they're rival gyms, but yeah. they're all friends and they were chatting, you know, yeah. coaching them. As it should be. And I thought it was very nice for that parent to put it up, you yeah. know. Very yeah. nice, yeah. One of your teammates, yeah. Well, there you go. Good. Yeah. So I like to see that energy being spread around. Yes. Um, but yeah, as you say, it is difficult to run a successful gym yeah. having jiu-jitsu and MMA. Do, when you look at kind of like the jiu-jitsu sort of lifestyle and the kind of way that, you know, I'd say with East Coast, we're just jiu-jitsu. So the way that our gym is run yeah. to, we'll say, an MMA gym where the kind of format is different. Do you find getting that balance right quite, yeah, quite it's difficult? Hard. It's yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Because I want air MMA lads jiu-jitsu based. I want that's their main, mm. you know. And they do. We've got a lot of good jiu-jitsu guys. But um, it is hard to push both. Yeah. You know, it is hard. I find guys coming to join MMA end up like, I don't want to get punched in the head here, but you know, I like this grappling stuff. You mm. know, I'm going to give it a go. So I was finding it hard. So, and I do find that fellas coming for us with jiu-jitsu are put off a little bit because of the MMA. Yeah. You know, so it's a little bit. Mm. Um, we're only actually talking about trying to start a girls class we have a couple of girls we don't have many girls in our gym yeah. and I think that you know, we're talking about do you need a girls coach to teach I don't know do you you know what I mean because we, we had so. this discussion with a, a football coach and he said well I'm a male and I teach women's football yeah. you know Sometimes girls aren't too comfortable with men teaching, especially grappling. Yeah. Get away with boxer size or boxing type of Would classes. you have someone that could coach a girls' class? Not now, really, because we, we had Eva. But Eva's very busy with work. Mm. And then uh, young Nadine is only too young. I think yeah. she needs a little bit of time to... 
She's kind of in the competitive end yeah, as well, isn't yeah, she? You yeah. know what so I mean? maybe we can start at one, one class a week, some sort of group, you know, we've got a couple yeah. of girls involved, you know. And you're very big on implementing gi jiu-jitsu as well. Yeah, is yeah. that important? Is that kind yeah, of an integral so, yeah. thing yeah, because of you so. coming from a judo background? Yeah, I think so, yeah, yeah. I think so. Mm. So, uh, and since we changed the time table, uh, we've got a few of the MMA lads putting the gi on, they're doing a bit of jiu-jitsu, so it's good. Yeah. You know, they all do no gi. Yeah. Talk yeah. to me about your own background in judo. Because yeah, so you, you were like, I mean, that's that's where you started out, isn't it? Yeah, I started out in uh, yeah, the late 70s, um, went to a judo club. I actually thought I was joining the karate club. No way. Yeah, because at the time, Bruce Lee was huge and uh, monkey magic and all this stuff. So yeah. I was going to join this karate club. Big gang was in the back of a friend of mine, man's car. And it was actually Dago Khan Judo Club in Colester. And mm. one of the oldest, it was still going. And um, I just stuck it out, never stopped. So I've done that. I still do a little bit. Yeah. Haven't been competitive or involved in judo since 2000. Mm. Um, that was it. Is there any sim- similarities between judo and jiu-jitsu and now MMA coming through? Um, in the, when I did judo in the 70s and 80s, it was very much like the jiu-jitsu. It was tough, with a lot of groundwork. Mm. I found judo hasn't gone with the times. You know, there's more jiu-jitsu clubs in Ireland than there is judo clubs, yeah. you know? Um, they, they, they still, most clubs are the mats are in a sports hall two hours a week. Mm. You, know, you can't do that. You have to have a full time premises, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I would have done a lot of judo in England when I was younger. I would have gone to England, Coventry, yeah. and other places, Scotland, and stuff, and trained. And just, you know. Would yeah. you agree that, you know, a good, solid judo background will help you progress well, a little de- bit faster in jiu jitsu or even yeah, in MMA? Yeah, yeah, definitely in wrestling. Mm. You know, yeah. Any type of grappling art. Mm. You are flying, yeah. Big thing for me is gymnastics, and we always did gymnastics in the judo club. Always like basics, yeah. Handstands, front flip, back flip, that type of stuff. Cartwheels, walking on your hands. I still do it now in the club with the lads messing. That's the big thing. Mm. All, every kid you do gymnastics first, yeah, in school, and that you have that base going to any sport you're laughing, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is it important for you in your, you know, in, in Team Rhino to, you, you obviously spoke um, about your, your kids class there, but yeah. is it important for you that you kind of like nurture that kids group? Like, do you see the benefit in nurturing the kids and keeping them with you and letting them progress the whole way through to, you know, now that you have your likes of Paul Redmond and the lads who are pro and it's their career? You yeah, know? so this is, a, it's a crazy one. In our main gym in the HQ of England, we don't have a kids MMA team. Mm. We just... It's grappling and jujitsu with them, and then as they get a little bit older and come teenage, really, we bring them into the MMA. It's probably something we probably need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we try and keep it fun. We've about eighty kids in the gym there. We've four good coaches. All the coaches' kids train in the gym. Yeah, and it's very it's very fun based, and it's very you know even though it's a, we wouldn't be too much committed on competition with them, but yeah. yeah we either, we came second in the OBGF tournament with a very small team. We won the Irish Open the year before that, so we always have big numbers when mm. all our affiliates come together with huge numbers of kids. Do you feel that even though you know if you might not push it, but because they're in a gym and they're seeing the older guys do it, it yeah. kind of just naturally just kicks in with them. And yeah, like, well, our, our Donahue gym is very much like that's the little gym to be in at the moment. So it's a tiny gym. Yeah, the main area is tiny. We had the kids in that club do K one competitions, MMA events, mm. the toy box. They do all the nogi stuff, the nag events. You know, there there's a little small group of them, but the coaches do a great little job with them there. You know, mm. so maybe we need to do the same thing of fingers to start yeah. getting some of the younger ones into the MMA classes. Yeah, what are you most proud of in terms of the gym? Obviously, the accolades that the gym brings in. That's obviously one of them. But yeah, overall, I, I, what, what is I'm, it? I'm in a sort of a, a time in my life where um, last week I, I actually couldn't make it. We had um, a 25 year anniversary from when I joined the army. Right. And that still does be in my mind, you know, 
did I do the right thing and leaving and stuff and I did I went in in 94 and I met a great bunch of guys and I actually for jobs I loved it you know yeah. and, I, and I think it's a great start for anybody and in 2002 I was on leave I took a year out and I never went back Right. and that sort of kills me sometimes no and way. I just say, yeah and I just say should I stay in there and I love the army and and it wasn't until one of the lads said to me, I was actually having a conversation with him, I said, oh, Jason, he had his rectum, should have left the army on his anniversary. He said, Jason, you made the right choice, didn't you? He said, all these kids, all these jumpers, like, and look what you've done, you travelled the world, mm-hmm. and you're one of the first guys to push jiu-jitsu in Ireland and MMA, and it wasn't for the likes of you, we wouldn't be here, and all. I said, Jay, I'm hang Absolutely. on a minute. Yeah, sometimes you forget, like, you forget what you've done. Do you find it hard to actually look at yeah. your, your own accolades I, I, and go, yeah, shit, I, 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 I always that. knock myself. Joe Clifford used to give out to me, Joe Clifford would be saying to me, introduce me to people as a Sandy Run USC coach, and I'd be saying, sure. I have yeah, now really, like, we, you know, just, you yeah. put yourself down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give yeah. you an example of that. Um, got a, an email there earlier in the year, and um, the, there's a, a college in town, I can't think of the name of the college in town. Um, and they do sports psychology and coaching mm. and all this type of stuff, you know. So they said to me, invited me up to the thing, there's a talk going on. Well, I said, lovely, I'll go up anyway. And um, I was late. I said, I'll hide down the back of this bleeding place. It's probably in an auditorium, right? Yeah. So I knocked at the door and I said, I'm here for the sports talk. Oh, yeah, yeah, come in, they're in this room. There's a room like this. There was fucking a table with six people sitting around it. Shit. And I said, bollocks. So I said, oh, sorry, I'm late. I couldn't get parking. And I oh, sit down, Andy. So they all started introducing themselves. And there were people there from rugby and people from Gaelic and um, professional football and all this stuff. And they're all naming themselves, you know, like Andy Ryan, uh, BSC, DD Bleeding, all these yeah. numbers, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I said, uh, Andy Ryan, I said, um, I was a professional athlete from 2000 and coach and blah, blah, blah. And I don't have the fancy letters you have. And he said, no, but you have what we want. Yes. I was there to give them a talk. I was the bleeding, I was the main person. They were there to pick my brain. No yeah. way. And I'm playing to myself. <laughs> I was a, a normal fella, you know, have a club of fingers. No, I was there. Was this, and there's fellas from rugby, Ireland, and yeah. Americans, and all there, you know, and ask me all questions and stuff, you know. And I, oh, said, I love it. Yeah, and therefore, now, now you have the 20 years of experience that mm. we don't have. Yeah. So sometimes we do, and it's annoying thing, we do put ourselves Absolutely. down. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's a bad. I, I don't. I don't think we do it too much in the MMA or the jiu-jitsu. We do it in other sports. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I think boxing sort of shows that. Now, hang on a minute. We're as good mm-hmm. as anyone here. But as coaches, we got to think like that as well. You know. Do you feel that if you had a little bit of the maybe like the American side where they kind of they they exaggerate things or they give themselves the plaudits? Do you think that maybe if you had that a little bit more of that, that you would be? I know you are recognised now, but it's taken you a while yeah. to get the recognition that you really do deserve because, like you say, I mean, yeah, Irish I, MMA... I, don't, I, I, I always remember a thing. I remember in 2011, and I, I won the Pan Ams in, 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 Sandy, in, sorry, in LA, and I come back and someone said to me, you've done the Pan I said, it's only in the Masters. And, no, no, you won the Pan Ams. You went from Ireland. No one has won the Pan Ams from Ireland. Yeah. You won them. And I remember John Cabinet said to me, you should be telling everybody. I didn't tell anyone. I made excuses. Ah, it's only over 30s. It's masters. Yeah. No, but no one else had done it. You travel all the way over to America mm. and you beat the Brazilians and the Americans. You didn't ha- hand yeah. it. wasn't handed to you. Did nothing about it. You didn't say anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the same when I went to the world. I wasn't even training. I went to the world and I got a bronze medal in the world. And I said, you got it? Yeah, but it wasn't training for a bronze medal. No, it was the world championships. All the way over there in, in, yeah. in LA with all the people from around the world 
you know, you should be bragging mm. about it. Or I didn't brag about it. I just kept my mouth shut. You know what I mean? I didn't mean? even know that. I didn't yeah. know you won the Pan Ams. Yeah. That's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, that mm. in jiu-jitsu especially, that's the dream. Yeah. To go and beat yeah. those who are, have created yeah. the sport at their own sport. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so for me in jiu-jitsu, like I only, I wouldn't be taking the competition serious, but yeah, I was wondering, the Euros are purple brown, you know? Yeah. Absolutes and, um, I got the bronze in the worlds and black belt, and I won the Pan Ams, and you know little things. Like, so, and then yeah, it's not it's me. Then the fellas I've coached mm. have done well in medals. You know what I mean? I'd yeah. rather that yeah. as me accomplishments. You know, for me the biggest thing, Siri, win the world title, the Cage Warriors world title. Yeah, is that still your biggest yeah, thing? Yeah, well I think so because it was done. It was the hard way, and it was done at home, and it was done when everyone thought he was finished, and I could see him, you know, going to UFC. I could see him being up there. I, I only had this conversation with him the other day, and I said to him. If he had of having someone that had come in to him for his last two years of fighting and saying, right, look, don't worry about work. We look after you. Because we'll, he had a mortgage and a lot of young kids. Because yeah. I could see in his last two fights, when he was fighting, it was tiredness. It was the recovery mm. he wasn't getting, you know. And I said, he could have got the world title fight. You know, that. And for me, him winning that fight in the Cage Warriors and the Helix when he was the underdog, mm. and that guy, was, that guy was the name to go to USC as the best flyweight in Europe. And Siri submits him, you know. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? What a nice. Yeah, and it was done the hard way. He had the hard way up. He had lost fights. He was going to retire. So that's why I think it, it means a lot to us. You know what I mean? This fella's now fucking, to have two fights and a call for a USC contract. I know, yeah. Or do you want to make that their, their professional uh, debut on Bleeding Bellator? Yeah. That's wrong. Does it frustrate you? Because you've, yeah, you've been in it so long and you've the seen... In, it's the Instagram um, warrior now, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, And a great respect for someone. But I think you need to put the work in. Yeah. Put the work in, travel, compete. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be a bit fucking humble, you know? Do you find that you have people coming to your gym that are kind of don't want to be like that? They're like, I want to, I, you know, I, I, I want to focus on the actual sport of it. I want to get in it and get my teeth stuck yeah. into the sport and, and do, learn yeah, and we try, we try and educate them, yeah. And that's why... The IMAFs are brilliant. Yeah. You need to go and look at an IMAF. You mm-hmm. need to go and watch a show. Because it's not a Saturday night show when mm-hmm. ring announcers and... So IMAF you know, is the amateur end of the yeah, sport. Yeah, so it's the International Mixed Martial Arts Federation. Yeah. And it's gone huge. Mm. So we went to the European Championships there in um, Rome. And you go over there, you get there on a Sunday, you do your checking in, Monday morning, weigh in, six or eight o'clock, well, I think it was seven in the morning, you're on the mat at ten. Mm. You know, you're out there fighting every day and and there's none of this entrance walking out music, you're called out, you're in that cage, you fight, out you go, next fight's yeah. in, you know. So, so it's, it's like jiu-jitsu, it's like that, tournament. like, yeah, it's a tournament, a tournament. Feel, And yeah. you've got to make weight every day if you continue, you can have five fights in a week. Mm. But it's brilliant and that's the way it, it should go, everyone should aim for that. If you can't win a medal or you can't win fights at that, why go pro? Yeah. You know, because I said to someone, about one of our lads had gone pro and I said, okay, you're pro now, so tell me what you're doing different from when you're an amateur couldn't tell me. Mm-hmm. I said, so you're still training the same nights. You're still doing the same stuff. You're not a professional. Yeah. You're still amateur. You're fighting professional rules as an amateur athlete. Yeah. That's all you're doing. In your opinion, wh- where is the crossing point from amateur professional? When do you look at, it, at one of your students and say, right, you've done this at amateur, now it's time for you to go pro? Um, I, I think since the IMAFs come in and there is no need to go pro unless... Yeah, you're going to give up your work or you're going to sacrifice mm. that next, you know what I mean, that next yeah. level to make that UFC or Bellator or stuff like that. Where if you fight in the UMAS, build yourself a reputation, get a couple of medals, then you have big shows, look at me then. So you say, okay, now I'm coming out, there's maybe 20 fights under my belt mm. as an amateur. Guys here going amateur after four fights. 
Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Because you want to take the top off and fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then with all the restrictions now, it's fucking, you can't even get a fight on a show now in Ireland, you know? So it's mad. Yeah. The, arguably, there's a little bit more pride as well in yeah. going, staying an amateur and, 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 you know, being a triple world champion at, at, yeah. at, at amateur. You know what I mean? Then having two or three fights and then going pro and being like, you know, two and four in your pro career or whatever, yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's different now. I mean, back in the day, arguably, you know, guys were jumping in and they were just, there was no distinguished no, feature no. between that, amateur That's and what I always said. You weren't a professional, you were an amateur weren't professional rules. That's the yeah. only difference, you know, so you weren't, you weren't, you know, giving up work and training full time and living yeah. this professional life, you know? Do you feel that the the sort of rule set with amateur now and this whole kind of, you know, media storm that's gone about with Ironman, all the different regulations and stuff for amateur, do you think it's just and do you think that this is actually the way forward and it's how the sport would progress? Yeah, but, but I do still think you, you still need your Saturday night shows where you don't need the shin guards, the rash guards and stuff yeah. and fight at an amateur level. Mm. But because I had a big rant there, yeah, we're putting up, uh, we're going to do a show and it's uh, no rash guards and it's no this and we're going to call it B and we're going to call it C. No, it's not. It's amateur. Mm. doesn't matter what you're wearing. It's an yeah. amateur. You're not getting paid. It's mm. three, three minute rounds. It's amateur. doesn't yeah. matter what you're bleeding wearing. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. You know. So, so in a perfect world, if, if, if you had, if someone just came to you and said, right, Andy, we're just going to, whatever you think, whatever you say, this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. In a perfect world, what, what is the answer to it? Yeah, for me, um, enjoy the training. For, like, this is the, the thing is that it's like jiu-jitsu, right? Mm. So many people come through the door and I'll say, well, I want to be world champion in jiu-jitsu. Very, very few. Yeah. They do it as a hobby. Yeah. So the first thing is, are you doing this as a hobby? No problem. No, no pressure on you. You want to do a couple of competitions, do them gammas like that, the Mulpeelers run or an amateur league type thing. There needs to be more of that type of stuff. Mm. I think O'Shane had a thing in the college, didn't he, with an amateur. Yeah. Do that. If you don't want to f compete, don't compete. Mm. Fellas go to boxing class and don't want to box, you know. So there shouldn't be the strict thing of when you come into a club or you have to fight and you're going mm. to go, you know, okay. Then you have the guys that come in, they're athletes, and they want to make it. And you say, okay, no problem. you got to start step one. You got to build your reputation up. You got to learn how to grapple. You got to learn how to wrestle. You got to learn how to box. You got to learn how to turn up in a fight. You got to deal how to deal with when you have that, you know, cutting weight. You got to learn how to, you know, the nerves getting in the cage or something's happened to you at home and your mm. head is fucked up. You got to learn all them things mm. and then get your fights in. Do that. If you're really, really good and you're coming from a good background where you may have a, you know, your judo black belt or jiu-jitsu black belt, you might go a little bit quicker. You know yeah. what I mean? So there's no rush. And you get to that little stage of your few fights, then you're making an Irish team and you're winning them my maths, and then you can decide to go pro, yeah. you know. Or you might just get someone that doesn't like the amateur game, is a big heavy hitter, a good athlete, to get a couple of fights under their belt, and you know they're going to make pro. That's mm -hmm. that's a different type of athlete, you yeah. know. But I think there should be no pressure on them. That's that's the thing about it. So we see it. We see it commonly where people will want to train, but they're like, okay, I, I want to. I want to join this gym. I want to train. I don't want to compete. That that that's one box. Yeah. But how do you filter the guys who come up and are like, I want to compete. I want to be a fighter, and they're just not ready or they're not good enough. Well, I I, I get lads of that all the time. I get fellas telling me, um, I want to fight. I said, okay, no problem. Um, mm. Well, this is your training program. Do yeah. A, B, C, D, and I'm going to get you a fight. You don't do it, like, yeah. you know, you don't yeah. do it. So do you find that you're like, okay, you have to adhere to what I put in front of yeah, you, yeah. and then you get to fight, but yeah. you know already they're yeah. not, they don't have yeah. the, head, the, yeah. the head or the bollocks to, yeah. to go and yeah. do it. Or, or throw them into the, the, them little <coughs> amateur events, like, they ran a couple of cork, and they're not going to get hurt. Yeah. They're going to do the competition, and, you know, it's a big deal for them, and let's see how they get on, you know? Yeah. 
What do you think is the biggest sort of milestone for young people to get over for competing? Is it the ego of the win or the loss or is it the actual hard training? Yes, the hard training, yeah. A lot of them a lot of them will do like I have to laugh. A lot of them do these video posts, Instagram pictures. You know, they do more of that than they do fucking training. Yeah. You know, and that, that's the, you know, the ins and outs. But if you don't take a picture after training, did you even train? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't mind taking a picture after, but do the work, training. Yeah. I had an argument, I won't tell you the fighter, but a fellow that fights with me, and he was more interested in his Instagram. And he was a very talented fighter, yeah. very talented, could do well. He got beaten. The very first thing he did was took his phone out and did an Instagram and apology. And I said, saying, you shouldn't even be thinking about your phone. You should be yeah. thinking about the fight. What, you know, what the fuck up with this fight here? What's going to do wrong? What you know? Mm. He was thinking about the social media. Thinking the social media before he went into the cage. Yeah, what people were going to say and get, what rec- he said. Record me going in there, will you? You know. Yeah. Uh, I had an incident in um, in uh, one of the Euros in Romania, and uh, I pay my own way to go over there. Yeah. The coach, right? And I don't think a lot of fighters understand that all the coaches pay our own way. Yeah. So I was paying fifteen hundred quid to go and help people out and coach them, right? And I had mm. a few lads, my own lads, in it, but coaching other teams. And one of the fuck of fighters hands me the camera and asks me to record him warming up. Oh, the fuck off. But there's no respect for me. You know what I'm saying? Who do you think you are, mate? You know what I mean? What? You know, and I said, hang on a minute. And then um, I was trying to I was trying to put in, in implement that. If we have enough coaches going, I don't want fighters in corners. Nothing about the fighters. I, what I don't want is, you're out to be out and having your fight. You're out to getting beaten. Now you jump into my corner because you're my pal. We're going out to fight and we're all talking about your fight you fucking lost. You know yeah. what I mean? You know? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So it's negative. So you need yeah. to have good coaches in the corner. Mm. So this is under your role at IMA, which yeah. is the Irish yeah. MMA Association. Mm. So it's 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 basically what the Team Ireland Collective yeah. would say, like the best of each gyms or yeah, so what we did system, was, don't you? I, I, I said the way it should be done, it should be open to everybody, right? Yeah. Your club is part of the association. You know, you should be allowed to go. So it shouldn't and be... And what way was happening before? People were just selected because they had the no, most fights? No, whoever, whoever had the money to go or people okay. didn't realise when it was on. Or there was no information given out. So there was no squad sort of. You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. I said, listen, it has to be a squad. We have a squad. So whenever we have a squad training session, we had a squad session in my place there two Fridays ago. Yeah. It was out at Orly. Yeah, I've seen the pictures. Yeah, it was from everywhere. Yeah. So we said, okay, the best lads go. So the likes of your European medalist, award medalist, you're going to be number one anyway. So we'll say that. And then little things like I was explaining to lads, there's no need to have a fight off on a show if you're someone like Alexander O'Sullivan, who's mm. leading hundreds of fights, one of the best fighters in Europe. He, he He's at the trials, and there's a fella making his novice debut. Hang on a minute, you know. Yeah. Alex gets number one spot. If there's a spare spot to go, someone can go, you know. Mm. I've seen a lot of people complaining and slagging off that there's a few novices going to... The Euros last Euros out, and I was saying, well, you know, there's no, there's no experience for it. Just want to go. They want to go. Let them go. Let them learn. Let them learn that you know. Exactly. Yeah. 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 If if you have a problem with who's going, then you step up and yeah, go. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? If you exactly. think you can do a better job, yeah. like hmm, yeah. you wouldn't deny anyone the opportunity to go over. No, and a, for, a fine example of that was Matthew Sheen in Airplace. Mm. Matthew was 0 one, goes to Vegas, and has five fights to win every one. No end of the place. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. yeah. Um, obviously another proud moment for you there when you have like a, a world champion yeah and see that that was a great what happened that weekend was Redzo went over with him he was competing mm. in jiu-jitsu so I actually had him, him won the world I had Yui and I had Drum Gruel got bronze medal so we yeah. did great for the, it was great for the gym yeah but um, I was slagging them I had uh, got a great deal on um, 
e-bookers are one of them things and I got I got business class flights no way. from Dublin to New York and then first class from New York to Vegas and I was slagging them all and following them out in a few days. <laughs> got fucking food poisoning, didn't I? No way. Did it, is that why Reds are ended up going? So Reds was out there anyway. Oh, okay. I, I was following right, 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 right. So I was meant to go and uh, I got food poisoning and I said, look, I'll see what happens. The day of the flight, I got Claire to drive me to the airport and I'm halfway up and I'm getting sick out the window. Oh, and, shit. And I'm sweating. I said, now bring me home. I came home. I fucking lost all my flights and everything. Uh, the, all the money gone. Everything, like you everything. didn't get rid of the hotel. Everything. I think it was. Oh, I think it was seventeen hundred quid I, I lost, and uh, <laughs> they were, and it was just because me bragging about going business class, yeah. lagging them. Where'd you get the bleeding for, food poisoning from? I was out the day before in a restaurant. I'm not going to name Don't it. Don't you ruin them? Yeah, and um, I got food poisoning. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, me and my daughter. Yeah. No way. What did you have? What What was it that? Don't, I can't remember. Hell. Yeah, That's and it was gas. bad, and I'd never been as sick before. Like really? I said, yeah, it's you know, you know you're sick. You say, right, you'll still travel. Oh yeah. And I was saying, right, business. I shall have a bed. I need to sleep on the flight. Yeah. But I couldn't even sit up. I was puking. Taking a motilia and Bobby Yeah, oh, I was puking. <laughs> it was bad. So I said, no. I said, Brilliant. Well, listen, they've done you proud that year. Yeah, you got a great win, yeah. you got a great weekend. And Reds are, I mean, he, he, he's great. He's a yeah. great coach, isn't he? Like, I, yeah. And I always see him when I'm covering the shows. You know, that's Paul Reb in front of those uh, uh, Bellator professional MMA fighter. Um, but even with the lads when he's in the local shows, you know, he's, yeah. he's a good energy to have, you know what yeah. I mean? And I think the lads really respect and trust him. Yeah, because he's a normal Joe Soap. He doesn't, there's no ego yeah. with the fucker, you know what I mean? Yeah, some would yeah. say that he, he should get a little bit more of it. He should. The whole team is like that, I suppose, you know. We just, yeah. But we, we don't we don't we don't show you away like we mm. I say to lads we walk into a venue we walk into the tree arena wherever we're going fucking chest out head up you know yeah no one's gonna blame bullies you know what I mean I think people know that yeah and we, and we get yeah, on with yeah, it. we yeah, get yeah, on with yeah. everybody you know we do yeah. get on because people know that we're here to scrap you know what I mean we're here to yeah. you know no bullshit and we don't mind giving people you know mention if they're doing well or doing you know mm. I, I think the last time I was talking to you, I was giving a mention to Dara, and Dara sent me messages saying thanks very much. And Did said, he? Yeah, Lovely. yeah. Well, you, so, you know, East Coast party, I had the best youth club in the country. So, yeah. you, so you got to, you got to spot. You're not pointing saying, oh, well, we'll fuck about them, them outside yeah. bastards. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to be honest. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's lovely to not know. Not for long. We're coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, talk to me for a bit about Paul Redmond because obviously, arguably, he's your most successful fighter that you have in the gym right now. At the moment, in yeah. terms in terms of professional, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Paul's own legacy. He's, I think, he's still the only Irish fighter to fight for pretty much all the everybody, professional organizations: KSW, yeah. Bama, yeah. Bellator. You got a raw deal, in the UFC. UFC. Let's talk about that. Got a raw deal. Talked. He tried to. We bullied him into taking that fight, and he told me he was eighteen kilos over. He was twenty three kilos over or something. So we made him cut the weight, and he, and he was missed by a couple of pounds. Yeah. So he wasn't going to do well in that fight. Now he lasted mm. three rounds. Yeah. But he just didn't perform. And then we were caught up about this thing about he has to be 66 kilos, he has to be. And we got him in unbelievable shape. He looked super. His fitness level was great. But the second he got hit in the bleeding chin, he was gone. He wasn't the same fighter, you know? Mm. So the UFC just dropped him straight away instead of giving him the Dublin chance. But we moved him back to 70 kilos. Yeah. And that's where he sort of made his name out in Cage Warriors. You know, Cage Warriors was great for him. And then he got the, the Bella or the Bama shot there. And I thought... I thought he was hard done by that. Originally, when that um, fight with Norman was meant to mm. be a title fight, we thought it was five rounds. Yeah. You know, 
and three rounds for title fights bleeding joke. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. the TV bleeding, um, it was TV hours. The TV d- deal that they had to get Shit. in it. Because there's been so fights on yeah. it since there are five rounds. Yeah. Did he, did he, when did he find out that it was only going to be three rounds for that fight? I don't even think we even looked at the contracts, tell the truth. We just signed them. And, you know, because you, you know, you just Yeah, he was like, oh, know, fight. Yeah. yeah, good. We're all good. And I, I, and I thought the fight was close and I thought he did enough to win it. And, you know, and I wasn't going to argue because Norman's a great competitor and he's, you know, he's very Yeah, I come good. from a good gym, Rodney Yeah, and he's very yeah. good. And Rodney Moore, there's no bullshit with them lads, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we've, we've been in shows with them in Newcastle and other places in England, middle of nowhere, you know, and share change rooms. And yeah. So they're 100%. Go back to the time with the UFC when you're, you know, when you're talking about yeah. with Paul and he's the two fights. Do, do you get a chance with the UFC to say, look, I don't think he's after getting a fair run, give him another chance. Are they no. that kind of a company where no. they can be open? I, th- and I think because at the time we were sort of doing it as team Rhino he was he wasn't with intensity anymore you know and I think yeah. if we had a good if we had been with a, a good management agency like intensity where, where they have fighters in the UFC well, they yeah. can start to say well hang on a minute they can they argue was, the case for yeah, you yeah well they didn't they give a shit about us really you know what I mean mm. but um, I think he was unlucky with that and then the Bama thing the belt and there was no belt on it because Norman didn't make the weight and it should have been five rounder and then I thought he was unlucky in the KSW show in Poland. He would look oh, brilliant and yeah. then just gets clocked, you know what I mean? Mm. He's, he's been unlucky with that in injuries now, are we? Yeah, yeah, and obviously we just found out that he's out of Bellator yeah. now. Um, with a stupid wrestling, a basic throw, just twisted his ankle. But he, he, he pulled the ligament, mm. snapped the ligament, and the ligament pulled some of the bone off away. Fuck. And he fractured his leg as well. Same oh point. sweet Jesus! Did and he even, know in the, on the night? Was he like, I know? No, I'm I was on the mat. I told him to get the fuck up. I had it, and I said, "Don't start this bleeding, whinging. You want to twist in your ankle? And put a bit of free spray in it. Yeah. And have it like a little samurai sword stick. I battered him with that. And get, get him off the mat. <laughs> and he was saying to me, "I think I might go to Bowman." I said, "You're not going to Bowman. You'd be sitting there all day doing your own. There'd be nothing wrong with you. You're grand. Yeah. Bit of voice in it. And <laughs> two weeks later, it still wasn't going down. <laughs> and uh, he texted Dan Healy. Dan Healy got him in for a scan. And Amazing. said, No, your ankle is fucked. No way, really. <laughs> yeah, but listen, I think even if he had to go to the hospital, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have noticed. What's the conversation like? Did he, re- he obviously rings you first. Yeah. And what do you say? He was heartbroken. I'd say he was, yeah. And I said to him, if you were a horse, you'd be glue. You'd be gone. <laughs> so I, said, I, had, I had breakfast with him on Sunday. I said, listen, pal, I said, news you. You're done. <laughs> You're no good to me. Don't be ringing me anymore. Don't want to matter about you. We get no sports carry out of you. Another bleeding brutal one. You're messing with him. You know? yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we have a heap of injuries in the gym at the moment. James Sheehan is still on crutches from that fight within Gary and Cage Warriors. Holy shit. How long ago was that? Months ago. Yeah. It's actually months ago, isn't it? Could, yeah. yeah. Six, it is, seven yeah. months, is it? Yeah, it could be, it could be yeah. around that time, yeah. 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 Um, but before we go on to talk about the rest of the lads, I just want to go back, go back to Paul there because yeah. the relationship that you do have with him is very special. Yeah. Um, Paul has been very open about his own relationship. He he, he didn't grow up with a dad. His dad's yeah. not in his life, and been very open about how you've stu- stood into that role. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, because you've got two two daughters, isn't Never it? Never gets me out before father's table. Doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I, I, I treat I treat all the lads like that in the yeah. gym. Um, I but there is a special bond with you and Paul, though, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, there is, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good friends as well. Yeah. We're good friends. He's not more than man. I do sort of look after him. and He's great work ethic, and that's mm. what I like. You know what I mean? I like It's like Neil as well. That's maybe why I get on so well with him. Yeah. There's no excuses with him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? We have a great bunch of lads. Like, like, we go running on Saturdays together. We bring them up to the park, and then we go for coffee at breakfast in the morning. Yeah. And then, you know, so it's very much... I learned that from my judo time, you know, yeah. with my coaches and stuff. That it was that's the way it is, 
And then I sort of, yeah, like Paul is now dad. I would have been friends with, with Paul's mother. She yeah. was, she was, yeah, so she yeah. was a kickboxer. No way, yeah, I she, didn't know yeah, that she, at she all. Black belt. Yeah, she was in Magando kickboxing. So the Total Fitness gym, years ago, that we all trained and she yeah. was in there. Yeah. And that's uh, so why I knew his ma very well. Yeah. You know, and she was, and then when Reza came to the gym, like, I always say, you never think he was going to be a fighter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, he says it himself, he was like only out of the session. Yeah. He was coming That's from the session. Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would he be your biggest shock in terms of, you know, the lads who've had a complete turnaround? Um, not a shock, really, because even as an amateur, he was tough. Yeah. There's other fellas. I think Matthew Sheen, for me, was the... Matthew was in there. Now, Matthew is in the army, so he's fit. Mm. He's, he's, all the Sheens are very strong-minded. Yeah. Like the da race motorbikes and so they always have that they have that competitive you know mm. they're all fit they're all that all the brothers are like that but for when he was with us in the gym and that was two years ago three, was it three years ago for the the, the mass he was getting battered and training you know and i was saying this blanky bastard you know we put, but we put the pressure on him every week we used to get him to the side and get all the big lads to give him a hard time yeah. just give him a heart and he kept going and kept going and kept going he said to me I'm going to the world, he said. Yeah. Once I go past the first round of every fight, he said, they're not going to finish me. Yeah. I'm too fit for them. So he had a strong mind. Yeah. So him going to the world at zero and one and coming back with five wins. And, and people are saying, oh, it's not as good as it was now. Well, hang on a minute. He fought America. He fought Poland. He fought Bulgaria. He fought the rest of Bulgaria. He mm. fought all the big countries. And he fucking beat every one of them, you know? Yeah. So I got a little bit annoyed when I heard that. Like someone said that and I put them in their place. Yeah. He's probably the one, I think. But I think Reza was always tough. Mm. But you're very protective of all your lads, aren't you? Yeah, you have to be, I think, don't yeah. you? Have yeah, to of be. course, yeah. 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 have to be. Because um, you worry for them. And then, you know, um, I remember a certain person only said to me a while ago, um, a, a big name, it wouldn't be a coach, but a big name in the world of MMA and other stuff. And he said to me, yeah, uh, or you get too emotional with your fighters. He said, uh, mm. I watch other coaches in Ireland and uh, they don't get emotional like you. And I said, well, I worry about them and care for them. And yeah. They're my friends and my students. Why wouldn't it be emotional? Yeah. And um, I always remember Conor McGregor saying, he'd been in an interview one time and Neil wins the, the title. Mm. And he says he sees me dancing at the side, Reds are doing a jig at the side, you know? Yeah. And he said, a big bleeding fellow like him jumping around the place. You're that, doing a jig. Yeah, because... You do. You're, you're, my, you're, my life is tied up with them. My, this yeah. is my life. Martial arts is my life. So, you know, I see them lads. Like, I was at Reds this morning. Even though he's on the crutches. Mm. We went to the gym this morning at 9 o'clock. Yeah. So we did a wait this morning. He came to the class with me. I turned the class. We drove home, got lunch. I dropped him off. You yeah. know, so we're with each other all the time. Yeah. The, the butcher was with us. Miles Price was down with us. Mm. So there's a bunch of us. And I would give out to them, fall out with them. I try and tell them, they, they say to me, you know, we're going there Saturday. I said, don't, don't invite me. I'm not your friend. I'm your coach. I don't know. Go out and talk about me. Give out about me. <laughs> yeah, you know they want I mean? you on the session with yeah, man. You know, and I say, no, I'm your coach. Yeah. You know, because you can't be too friendly and too, you know, I've had it before where you do too much for some people, mm. you know, to take advantage. And yeah. uh, it sort of backfires on you, you know what I mean? Explain take advantage in what, in what way? I just, it's hard to say. I'm probably on personal things outside of the mm. gym. Okay, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And put you on a spot probably, put you in a position where you don't want to be, you know? So. Yeah. But look, I try and be best for all the lads. I try and lead them down the right path. Mm. Um, I'd have them in the gym. We try, like, try and keep them away from the, sort of that, especially in the north side of Dublin, that sort of world of crime sort of a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what I do is I have very good friends in the, in, in the gym, Parry Tierney, one of our black belts. He's a detective and 
another fella, Colin Reid, and, and the guards, and he's gas, like, he's a real guard. Like, in the winter time, he comes up with reflective jackets and lights for the youngers and the bikes. And he's, Amazing. But well, it's good, isn't it? Because yeah. he's thinking of the kids and he's saying, look, you come to the gym, but catch you up here without a light in your bike, you're in trouble. Yeah. And he brought yeah. up, like, he brought up 30 vests and 30 lights. For all the kids, all the homeless, yeah. you know, and that's great. Well, it's well, great on itself as well because I mean, young people coming up now have a very negative um, attitude towards police, and yeah, well, especially I, in North I, Dublin. I'd right? say to the lads, um, the guards, come up sometimes in the, in the guard car, come up in your uniform, let them know that this is a you know a guard a welcome sort of you know yeah. game that there's no shite going on here because sometimes you can have that reputation of. Oh, they're hard, Jim, in the north side. Of course you might get fellas coming out of the gym yeah. and join the gym that you mightn't want there. But I just play the game. They don't last. You know, anyone that's mm. trying to just local heart, they don't last. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I put big Carl on them anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll work. Yeah. That'll work. Um, but go back to me about that time, you know, in the army. I'm interested because you yeah. did mention that about the regrets maybe that you had. No, or the, the I don't have many regrets. And I try not, I'm, not, I try not, I'm always saying, don't live in the past and, you know, um, but what yeah, was it? What what was so special about the army that I you? I think it was the people I met and the training, and I still run the gym a little bit like the army, you know. Yeah. Um, and I'm still very good friends with one or two of the guys that was in the army. We still talk probably two or three times a week, you know. Yeah. I just think the job that it is, and you know, the fitness and the outdoors, and I actually found that uh, I was brilliant in school. I was, a, I was a daydreamer. I actually loved school, and. That's another. I'd love to probably go back and I never did me leaving or anything, you know. What yeah. I'm saying? Well, and sometimes I think that's why, as a coach, I hold, I hold myself back a little bit. When I went to that meeting in the college, well, hang on a minute. I'm not academic. I, yeah, I'm well, not. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you're not. You know, you're not stupid. Like you're a bit of cop on. Yeah. But I found this um, uh, school report from the bleeding like I think it was maybe seven or something. Marie, no you know. Way. Yeah, and it was mental. Like, and I'm looking at it and it's gas and. It, and I think I read out one of the nights on Instagram, and I think on it like was like uh, handwriting bad, English bad, needs to walk in the rain, <laughs> Irish bad, you know. Uh, I was good at uh, nature, very good, you know. Yeah. Um, PE, very good, but a bit boisterous, you know. And I said, yeah. well, hang on a minute, I'm stuck with this. Uh, personal development and stuff like that. Andrew Wills' confidence, you know. So I was a confident kid that was into the outdoors, into mm. sports, you know what I mean? And yeah. I say to myself, maybe I wasn't as bad in school as I thought I was. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was a confident kid. Because it was saying to me that one day, I said, in the judo, I said, I was very shy. And I remember I was six, and I think it could have been four years before I won a fight, you know? Mm. And he was saying to me, no, you're always very confident. And I said, I can't remember. I think I used to get beaten up as a kid. And he said, no, he said, you used to get beaten for these couple of years. And then one day we went to this competition and you're walking up and down the side of the mat, and you wouldn't talk to anybody, and you're jumping up and down. And whatever happened to you that day, it was a little switch turned on you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that competitive streak came into you. But sometimes you're trying to remember that. And so I just think of when I was in the army, I was like that. Yeah. I was confident. I enjoyed it, enjoyed the outdoors. I enjoyed like, how, uh, where did you? How did you start off in the army? Like, what, what was the? What, did, did somebody? You know, was it I a school? Did wanted, you get a leaflet? I or always what wanted way? to join the army as a kid. Always. No and way. then they hadn't recruited in years, and they were recruiting. And I was actually just finishing a, a four-year apprentice a, as a Sparks. Yeah. And I was 21, and I was come up, and I said, fuck it, you know, I'd love to get in. And I got in. Yeah. And are you with, have you, are you with your wife, Claire, at the time? Yeah, Obviously, Claire, you're, 14, yeah. Yeah, you were saying real yeah. young, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so can you remember saying to her, like, I'm going to be in the army? Yeah, she did. Shit, yeah. Yeah. yeah well that's an interesting thing as well yeah. because we're now also in a time where young people are in relationships and they say I want to do this I want to do that yeah. and the other person's going you can't believe and do that yeah. or and what I think the I army was do? good because the army was sort of a career and then they yeah. say and that's the thing because my brother just retired recently from the army he did right. 20, 20 odd years 
he's on a pension now, you know. Yeah. So I sort of said, I missed out on that place. <laughs> you know? But I didn't. I did other things in my life. Yeah, you know course. what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, you do yeah. think, you think of, you know. Absolutely. But for me, talking to Clay about leaving the army was the problem because I was in a secure job where, mm. hang on a minute, I'm getting a regular wage here. I yeah. go to credit union in the army, get what you want. I can do 21 years here. You know, I go in, I, I, was, I always ran, I was fit, you know, done the gym. The army was very good to me. I went to the World Military Games. I used mm. to train every day, you know. So it was great lifestyle for me. I did really, really like it. But it took years leave of absence. And I was teaching in the, in the schools, doing the transition years right. and stuff all over Ireland. And I started taxiing. And I said, hang on a minute. So I'm making as much taxiing the weekend. I am my wages in the army. And yeah. I'm not going back. And I said, well... If I can't just leave and do that, okay, maybe I'm going to coach. So I started mm. doing a bit of coaching. So I said to him, I said, look, I'm going to leave. But I had the taxi and I was thinking of setting the club up. Yeah. So she was all supporting, you know, yeah. she didn't mind. You know, that's one thing I want to say about Clay. She doesn't ask, she doesn't ask for, for yeah. she's not one of them, you know, I want this, this, and this, you know. Mm. So she was, yeah, look, if that's what you want and, you know, we can manage, we'll do it. So we yeah. gave it a go. And then um, I'd done that, that was 2002 to 2005, I sort of, Half teaching the cholester, driving a taxi, training in John Cavanagh's. And in 2005, I said, fuck it, I'll just open the club. We open the fingers. Yeah. So you're, you're out with John. You're, you're at the yeah. original kind of the start yeah, so of SPG. Yeah, almost. so what happened with John was, when I was still in the army, um, John Donnelly's dad, Peter Donnelly, yeah. he trained everywhere, in every gym. And people don't realise, he's one of the first guys ever to do MMA. Yes. People yeah, don't yeah, know, yeah. and he'd never tell you. And, and he brought me and John together. Mm. So I used to go out and train with John in the south. So he used to come over and train with me. And uh, I had a little club, and I think I was called some mad name, Full Circle, and he was a ride, some shit like that, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, So people always think I started with John, didn't. Yeah. Oh, I, I actually yeah. did think you started with John. No, no you, you, so you I, had your own I gym had at the time. I had my own gym, and I was right. making up bullshit with Peter Donnelly and, and Jerry O'Grady <laughs> and stuff. Was it really just bullshit? You were just like, what are we doing here? Looking at videos and killing each other, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then John Brilliant. actually came to me for grappling, because I was, I was a black belt in judo, and... Mm. Um, he was coming to me for groundwork. Yeah. Because that was always doing all my fights. And we actually found a video, a VHS, and it's uh, actually, it's in 1999, of me, John Kavanagh, Bill McCann, Dave Roach, a few others, in a competition. You're kidding me. Yeah. And uh, and then me, John, and Dave training with Hodger Gracie. An wow. hour video long. You're kidding. He was a blue belt, a purple belt. Yeah. No way. Someone yeah. has to be able to get that onto digital. Yeah, and it's and a bit get broke up, but yeah, yeah. So I have bits of it. Yeah, yeah. Bill McCann, you're, you're a team rhino wrestling coach. Yeah. I didn't know you knew Bill that I long. I know Bill. So I know Bill since the judo with Bill. And well. I did the darts with Bill in uh, Sadler Give for years. Over. Yeah. And at the end of the night, uh, Bill used to say to me, right, um, <laughs> so at the time you'd get like 25 quid doing the door. And yeah. Bill said, right, I'll give you a tenner extra if you can beat me in a fight. And we used to clear all the chairs in the bar at night time. Oh and I used to bleed and kill him. Yeah. Every every Saturday night. No all way. All the bar staff come around and on. Yeah. Bill, yeah. You are kidding yeah, me. Every, yeah, every week. Yeah, yeah, we used yeah. the CCTV yeah. there. Second yeah, hell. And that's one thing with Bill. Um, I have 100% respect for Bill. Yeah. Bill was done you with me. And Bill was never a great competitor, but mm. always competed and always trained. And, uh, and he's in that video with me, fighting me 20 years ago. No way. In 1999, on that video. Well, yeah. If someone had said to you, like, in I 20 years... I sweep from the garden, I didn't... No way, yeah, really? I, I, only, I only rang John when I found the video, and I said to John, I said, I have a video of us training. And I'll tell you one thing, I said, we weren't bad. Yeah. When you look back and you think, I probably hadn't got a clear, we weren't bad. And I was looking at the positions we were doing, and Roger Romer had a race, he's one of the best ever in the world, he's one of the legends. Yeah. And we're holding our own with him. Now, he, he does beat us up, yeah. but we're holding our own with him. And at the end of the tape, it's his seminar, he'll have a seminar, him oh, teaching no, yeah, the seminar. Andy. 
Jeez. I must give you the videos to piss about with them. Yeah, yeah. do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There has to be someone yeah. who can do something with that. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, but what's your what's your fondest memory about those times? Was it the kind of simplicity and the yeah. unknown? Yeah. Like you were just really like didn't I, know I, what was I, going on. I remember on. going up to the north. Um, Tom Lamont was holding an MMA event up there. And uh, I think it was, it could have been 2000 or 99, around that time. Yeah. And Lee Hasdale was over and the mats were down and, and uh, you stood all beside each other. See, it was roughly the same height. And you fought each other, so you can have three fights in the yeah, day. Yeah. But it was like the rules are made up to okay, we let you strike to the head for the first exchange and then it's grappled, or you go to the ground, you can strike for the mm. first ten seconds. I wore judo suit. I know I had no groin guard or, or gum shield because I never wore one in judo. And I got there, I had to get into someone's uh, groin guard and someone's gum shield <laughs> from their mouth. So John Donnelly had a spare dirty one. So what I did was at I started the fight, I put it in my mouth, and as your man called Tony to go, I spit it into my jacket. <laughs> And then because I wore the judo jackets, most fellas would grab me. I used to throw them and just arm lock them. Yeah. And I think I arm locked everyone so that this day. this MMA. MMA, You're yeah. fighting MMA in a, in a judo gi. Yeah, so I fought in the Europa Hotel in judo gis. Like, yeah, yeah. But it was great because you didn't know who you were fighting. It's like pride. Yeah, you didn't know who you were fighting until you got there. Fucking and you stood beside hell. each other. And you could have one fight, two fights, three yeah. fights. I remember Rodney Moore telling me that. He said, I used to just turn up and someone go, you look I nearly, I nearly fought Rodney. Um, one of the shows when we all come up to fight and um, Rodney was there, he only came back from America. Yeah. And I, they were asking me to fight and I had a big dinner eating. I said, don't tell me to eat dinner, like, you're not fighting. <laughs> and that's when I first met Rodney, you know, yeah. he got me back. But yeah, we, that was a great time. He used to go up to the Europa then, and I remember the Europa and fighting some of them in Galway. Just told him fighting him that day. Yeah. Never seen him. Toy boxer, I had my judo suit on. He was a toy boxer. It's great. There was no bullshit. There was no hassle. If you won, you won, you lost, you lost. No big deal. Yeah. You know, and everyone who we helped out the lads of North run the show. Yeah, yeah. Helped yeah, backstage. Yeah. That was great then. I really, really enjoyed that time. Well, that's like what a memory to have. Like yeah. that's so special. Yeah. Yeah. Do you miss we that? Have, Do you miss that that it's all, you know, with the sport? Obviously the sport has grown, it. but it's complicated now, I try you know. And keep it. I I talk to Cowers when I talk to Dino when I talk to lads in Cork when I talk to I try and keep it like that. Yeah. Another great one was in Killarney was a great one. They had this uh World Organization of Martial Arts, yeah. and it's in the Glen Eagles, right? So it's all the styles, and it was these unbelievable kids doing backflips with fucking canes and fellas with swords, like unbelievable. And he had a, a grappling section, mm. and he had an MMA section. So in the grappling section, we all went down, and we all won. Got these beautiful war medals, fighting fellas from America and Ireland. Rules were made up half half on the day, and I was fighting. I said, right, I was fighting this MMA fight. It was only mm. two of us because it was black belts, so. Me and this guy from America, and he's had to be telling the lads that they're spending 10 grand on training camp and three months off. And they were organizing the rules in the day. And the rules were that uh, we could strike standing, all right. Um, I could wear my suit. He, could, he couldn't low kick, and then, okay, he could low kick. That came in then, he could low kick. But when we went to the ground, you could only strike for 15 seconds, and then you had to grapple. Right. I'll get back to your feet. So I said, right. And a mate of mine, Roger Mortimer, he's mad and he very, used to be a very fit sort of fella. He had a bad accident, but he was hyper, you know. Mm. And he's running up and down the place. He said to me, oh, you want to see a man hitting the pads? Are you in trouble? <laughs> Jesus, you're going to, don't let this fella hit you. He's going to knock you out. And I'm trying to warm up the grill to fight, you know, and I'm yeah. warming up with John. And I said, well, wear the bleeding suit because they all grab you. Yeah. So he went to punch me, he grabbed me in a trim and I arm locked him like in 10 seconds. seconds. Yeah. And I broke his arm, you know. And the fight's <laughs> over and that man had spent 10 grand but that was like it was made up on the day there was, no, there was no like training camp there was yeah. no you know we were there we were grappling the day before that day we were doing the MMA Dave Roach fought Dave McGarville John Donnelly fought Ray Steers my judo coach came down he fought in the Masters division 
he fought this fella, come out with a gold belt and loads of bars on. And <laughs> that was a grappling rules, but it was brilliant. It was brilliant. If only I was around in those yeah. times. Like, but there was no shit. We all went down and we stayed. We, we were down there, I think, for four Do days. Do I hit the session then after, yeah? That's what it was. Everyone went to drink after, wasn't it? Brilliant. Yeah, it was yeah. great. All, all that fought each other that day. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what you want. And there were some characters. There was a couple of mad fellas down there. It was a great bit of laugh. I'd say so, yeah. yeah. Do you know, the, you know there's like a big argument for jiu-jitsu, judo, muay thai, kickboxing, yeah. you know, which is the the premier martial art? Like, which is the dominant of, of all in MMA? Do you have an opinion on that? MMA? Yeah. MMA, mm. you know. Because um, no. people, it's still, it's, still a, it's still a pub conversation, you yeah. know. Oh, grappling, wrestling out wins, you no, know. MMA, you, like, uh, you see fellas that are really good jiu-jitsu players or really good strikers, they get beaten by a wrestler or they get, you know, the, the real good jiu-jitsu fella gets, can't take the guy down. The no, yeah. MMA for it. You mm. know? And that's the way it's evolved. There is no really toy boxer jiu-jitsu player. Most of the top guys, they're MMA fighters. Yeah. That's what they do. They don't go in toy box. They don't go into jiu-jitsu most of the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, you get a couple of people that, that change over. But I don't think they win the big fights. Yeah. You know? Or they become MMA fighters. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's for me anyway. What What is it that you instill in your lads, the pro guys, that are with, say, people like The Butcher, Miles Price, Paul Work, work ethic. Work. Mm. you got to train hard. you got to put the work in. You know, um, I'm always trying to learn. I'm always asking. I was on to a friend of mine, Karen Ward. He, he's the Irish Olympic coach for the judo and asked him. And then I rang Carrot Brown and, and the two guys that run I'm after, the two guys, the chairman yeah, the and president. Yeah, the head guys, yeah. Well, they were Olympians. Like, right. Oh, yeah, Carrot Brown yeah, was, wasn't he? Was it, was it judo? Both of them, yeah, judo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, uh, Kerry, he won a bronze medal in the mm. Los Angeles. So they know what it is to be a top athlete. So they put me in contact with uh, Nigel Dunahue, who was the Olympic coach in England and he's telling me how they train and what they do and he said look it's 25 hours a week mm. broken down that's what they do that's what, that's what it is you know yeah. and then I try and break down with air lads and say look it's 24 you know it's whatever 24 hours you count up the hours you're doing the fella said to me I'm doing 30 I'm doing 15 well, yeah. you're probably doing 30 you waste your fucking time or you're not you're not mm. Fellas going to the gym for 3 hours is a load of bollocks you, know you what think I mean? so yeah yeah well what yeah. are you going to do so say well this is it yeah if it, if it, if it, as we went to do our weights this morning, 45 minutes, mm. your weight's done. Then you go do your jits class, it's an hour and a half. But that hour and a half, you're not going full on killing for 90 minutes. You're doing your, your warm-up, yeah. you're doing your te- technique, you might do a half an hour rolling mm. and you do your stretching. So yeah. it's, the, the, the intensity and level is, is up and down. And you and I are set on these coasts, you're probably training certain hours. Mm. Like if you were to train... 10 hours a day full on you wouldn't be able to walk three days later no, you know? absolutely so not. them six hour sessions are probably broke up over the day yeah and in them six hour sessions there's probably a lot of stretching and recovery and technical work involved you know what I mean mm. you know so I think for me with the lads once they work and train hard that's what I want yeah you Give, giving you giving you the best of their ability I suppose yeah, yeah. Um, do you buy into um, you were saying there about the training um, do you buy into the, the theory that if you're going to be a professional fighter that you can't work full-time? No. Do you think you need to dedicate yourself to the sport fully? No, yeah. Or can you work? It's impossible unless you can make a Of course you can work, yeah. Yeah. Well, you look at a lot of the, a lot of the Olympic athletes, a lot of them do work. They probably take but so But the thing many... is, with Neil, Neil Seary, I mean, he yeah. was heading off to fight yeah. the UFC and he was still in the bleeding. Yeah, I think if he was job. younger, he could have taken time off. And I think mm. what a lot of lads do is, you see... A lot of, if you look at Olympian athletes, or look at athletics, or look at Rowan, and look at them, mm. most of them are in colleges, aren't they? Yeah. And that's where they sort of, they, they're doing, they're not just 
doing that round or that running there in college or they mm. could be working or they could be trying to be solicitors or barristers. So they're probably working most of the year or probably working in coffee shops or wherever to yeah. survive. But come that training time, you know, they, they probably take time off. Because mm. like, a lot of athletes don't get uh, grants. You know, so how can they? So, so they have to work. Yeah. But you've got to learn to work and train. Would you like to see a grant scheme come in for MMA? Yeah, but it's for not, or for combat sports athletes. Well, it's not. It's in for boxing and you know, but it's mm. only if you win the war medals and stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, Do you think it works well? Do you think it's a it's a it's a good system or is it a flawed system? We'll say. I don't boxing. know too much about it anymore. Mm. You know, I'm too long over, but I know that the, the associations probably get money and individual. We I got money when it was in 2000. It wasn't you got a few grand each and and that was the happier expenses for traveling yeah. and stuff. You know. Well, I think we got it's still not a lot though, no, is it? No. It's expensive, especially no, with like jiu-jitsu and competing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Jiu-jitsu jiu- competitions now, what you're looking at, Europeans, 150 euro to enter, yeah. to fight. Then you have your flights, you have your accommodation. Because yeah. 95% of them are, are it's a hobbyist. Mm. Like how many going to the Euros are, are out there to be out? Number one. 2%. It's that little small black belt division mm. on the last day. Yeah. And the weight categories aren't packed out. There's not like 50 in each weight category. Yeah. You know, where the... Brown belt or the purple belt, there could be 70 in it, the young adults. Mm. But, you know, most of them are in college or working, you know what I mean? Yeah. It is hard. A big... Um, like the East Coast lads, the lads that are serious, do they work? Do no, they well, they, 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 they work as in they work in the gym. So they're, they're yeah. teaching the classes yeah. and stuff, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's only a small percentage, it's only a handful yeah. of them, do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, a, a lot... Uh, a lot of think times on this podcast, um, you know, with the different kind of characters that we get coming in and the different um, professions that people are in, yeah. I always ask them about life purpose and yeah. about, you know, do they, you know, what what their their understanding of life purpose is? Do you believe in life purpose and do you believe that you're kind of fulfilling it at the moment? That's a really hippie question, isn't it? I mean, yeah, but I want to get you real deep. Explain and a bit I more. To me. What there. do you mean by that? Like life life purpose. purpose that you were born for a particular reason. Um, or that you were that the, the idea of life purpose is that everyone is given, everyone is here and is has the ability to achieve greatness yeah. in their lives, yeah. and they just have to tap in and find what that that greatness is. And do you think that what you're doing now is that that your life purpose? And do you think that you're fulfilling it so that you're you're fulfilling your life purpose? As in, you're meant to be Andy Ryan, Team Rhino, coach, yeah. guiding all these yeah. guys. I think um, when I look back and I say. Um, I remember a couple of conversations. So, my judo coach, Norman Caprani, I still mm. train with him to this day. He's in his 70s. I'm going running in the morning with him. And he said to me, like, we're having this conversation, I think it was 1999. Yeah. We're running, and I had gotten teeth out, and I was told I can't fight. And the associate said, well, You have to fight, and blah, 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 because you're going to be on the squad. And he's mm. telling me, Fuck the judo, there's more. Other, and I'm saying, No, you can never walk away from judo. That's my life and everything. The year later, I was gone. You yeah. know what I mean? So, Little things from that. Then another conversation with me as an athlete, learning stuff away, and then sitting back now and saying, I'm looking back and saying, I fought the wrong ways when I was younger. I fought mm-hmm. the wrong competitions. I was always about trying to lose this weight to fight 81s. And I remember Jerry O'Grady, God rest and passed away, so he used to say to me, you're too big for that. You're not this... Okay, they might be taller than you, but you have big legs, you have big shoulders. You're not an 81 fighter. You're a 90 kilo fighter. I fought mm-hmm. you at 90... So I never made it to the level I could have made it as an athlete. I know that now. And then I say, well, maybe my job as a coach, maybe I learned all the mistakes and made all the, you know, picked all that information up so I can teach that now to my students. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe that is my job, is to be a successful coach. Okay, yeah. I was a successful judo player in Ireland and 
I think I won the, the, the senior championships about 10 times and you know I represented Ireland all over the world but I never I never met like I was looking at me international record and I think I lost like 9 or 10 fights in a row Yeah. and I was saying okay why did I lose them 9 or 10 fights in a row it would be like say the equivalent of you're training right in mm. East Coast right and then next week they say to you you're doing the Black Belt Worlds next week Yeah. and you say well hang on a minute I haven't prepared for that Yeah. so I was thrown in the deep end Made fight 81 kilos, a really 90 kilo player, never reached me potential, didn't get battered, but lost the fights. Mm. And you look on paper, say I was fucking very bad international. Yeah. At that standard, you know, the standard back, I was good. Could I have been better? Yes, I could have been better. I had a having, I was the only senior in my club. I hadn't got a coach. You know what I mean? I did everything. There was, there, my club was put the mats down the money in the tourist, so I had mm. to travel clubs around Ireland. And then when you went to competition, you had to get a proper coach and with you. I remember going to a camp in, in Germany one year and I was trying to qualify for the Olympics and I'm going to Germany, this camp, it was the Olympic year and I hadn't qualified and I said, fuck it. And I get there in January and I'm on the mat and in the morning, it's 10 spars in the morning, lunch hour, it's technique, evening time, it's 10 spars, massive judo gym, cameras in the scene, record every workout that's going on for that stuff. The Germans and the Austrians are coming off after every round, getting the blood taken, some are being put on bikes, some are being put back in. I'm there getting battered, I'm on my own. Mm. And the Belgian coach calls me, hey, crazy Irish guy, come here. What are you doing? I said, you know, scrapping. No, 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 you stay with us. You're doing three today, you're going to do four tonight. We're, doing, we're running at lunch hour. And then tomorrow we see what your heart rate is like and we see are you ready to continue. You know, yeah. I had none of that shit. And, I was, and then I said, that's why I was so bad and I was getting beaten and I hadn't got that preparation and stuff. So when you say that life purpose, maybe I learned all them mistakes and done all that traveling. So now I can feed that information to my guys. You know what I mean? Yes. And maybe I can make, I can get to where I was as a coach to where I didn't get mm. as a fighter, you know? Yeah. And, and I was only thinking that the other day and I was saying, um, Claire and the kids always slag me saying I have little legs, right? <laughs> standing up, right? Look. Andy is now standing up. I have big legs. <laughs> legs right? Right. Big legs, right? I can confirm Andy has big legs. But they mean as in short, right? Yeah. So what do you say? Well, yeah, but I haven't got little chicken legs and look at them hanging off the couch. And I said, I fucking I don't, I have long legs. <laughs> so I'm, I go to this weightlifting um, course to yeah. get certified to do weightlifting because I think the weightlifting is unbelievable. I think it's anyone that does any type of combat sport should be able to Olympic lift, clean and jerk, snatch because they're all explosive movements and yeah. you've got to be supple. And your man said to me, he says, uh, you're very supple, he said, and you, you can squat right down. I said, well, I've done a bit of powerlifting and I've done the judo and all. He said, yeah, he said, you're built for Olympic lifting. He said, you have short legs and a long body. <laughs> I said, the bastard. I went home to Claire and the kids. I said, the fuck is going to tell me you have little legs? We told you, I told you. I said, oh, you know. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, well played, Claire and the kids. Bastards, you know. But listen to me, talk to me about family life for a second because yeah. it's very important to you, isn't it? Like yeah, your, your it is, relationship yeah. with Claire and yeah. with the kids yeah. is you're always on your social media and talking about... Yeah, and none of the bastards do MMA or Jiu-Jitsu or that, any martial arts. Is no, that sorry, a, t- a bone I, I, of contention? Would you have liked the no, two girls to have done something? No, they all danced. Yeah. Uh, when they were smaller, Detroit, they were very good. Yeah. Actually, Sophie was trying to get her even to do Taekwondo because she's fucking flexible and can do kicks. And she yeah. can stand up and do that kick and spin around the place. And you know Incredible. what? Fine. We're even learning. It took her something to tell you and she'll do it. Yeah. And she's tough as nails, you know, that like she's tough and strong. And mm-hmm. I say, yeah, I would have liked them to do it. And my how when you meet me and people see me, I remember Chris Dale, you know, Chris from yeah. Chris from America. Chris comes to Ireland, he sees me in the gym and big tough fella doing martial arts. Then he comes to my house there. Yeah. 
and my house is and stage fuel. My house is stage fuel singing hairdressers. <laughs> uh, you know, I won't tell you what else is in the house. You know, and a load of chihuahuas and little chihuahuas toy miniature and dogs. Little small dogs. And, yeah. and, <laughs> and there's nothing in my house to say martial arts at all, you know. Yeah. And he said, I come here and he said, I come to your house. He said, it's not like what you think, you know. And I decided to declare the girls. And I said, listen, I said, I'm getting a portrait of me and me black belt and me suit over that fireplace. <laughs> I pay for this house. There's nothing. They are just laughing at me, you know what I mean? But they, you ha- they have your rap, though. Yeah, but I love it. I think family, family life is very important. Yeah. You know, family life is, is, is the main thing, isn't it? Did yeah. you have a good family environment when I, you grew I, up yourself? I had a great... Yeah. It's I loved... You know, people say all these stories... Um, Oh, I'm got a hard life, and mm. you know I was bleeding, running around with no shoes on, and yeah. I was, you know, fucking eating, bleeding, cardboard boxes. Now yeah, I was running very well. My man, dad, um, worked our ass off for us to have a good life. Mm. Um, I got on very well. My dad trained the gym. My dad, yeah. my dad's only sixty-eight, so I'm forty-six. So it's not a big age difference. And when mm. we're, he was forty, I was, you know, eighteen. Like, so yeah. there's not a massive. And he would train at the gym with me. He does weights. He still trains now. He's, he's very fit, very fit. But they would have working for us, so I would have been going to France as a kid for competition. I would have been going to Italy on planes to Spain. I'd never been on a plane with them. Yeah. They had never gone, but they sent me. Mm. So I was very lucky. My man used to go up in the morning at six in the morning to bring me training. So at a certain stage in my life, I, I trained double, so I would train before I went to school. Yeah. So I was sort of sixth class and then fourth year, second year in secondary school. So she would get up, middle of the winter, went, drop me to training. Mm. You know, I train, then I get the bus to school and I get the bus straight to train and then... Yeah, nice. I didn't have to ask I mean, it, at that time, in the, in those moments, are you a, are you aware of how lucky no, you are and how? No. Yeah, it's only when you look back on you it. Look back, it? yeah, you look back, mm. yeah, yeah. But my man, they are very driven in work. You know, you don't go sick from work. You know, you do well in school. You know, you're respectable. You know, you hold mm. the door open with people. Thanks, please. You know, someone gets on the bus and I remember uh, an, an older person. You get up. I remember um, when Claire was pregnant. It was 21 years ago, and I'm on the bus coming home with her mm. and. Um, See this woman getting on the bus, and I got up to sit down. The fellow went to sit in the seat. I said, Don't bleed and move. I said, to and the woman said, That's all right, son. I'm getting on the seat. I said, Sit down. <laughs> You're sitting on the seat. And I bleed and looked at the fellow, you know, because yeah, he's he yeah, seen this woman getting on the bus, but yeah. we were reared. No, right yes way. or no, so the right way, you yeah. know, and stand up for yourself, you know. Mm. If I come in and I was, and I was younger and so and so was it hit me, get back out and hit him back, you know. Well, this is something, because I, I mean, I grew up like, I was never in a, the first fight I was ever in was when I started jiu-jitsu. Do you know what I mean? I was never yeah. in a fight. And that that's something that like, oh, I love hearing from, you know, Dublin, North, yeah. especially North, North inner city or North, North Dublin, the lads would say, I remember coming in and I would say, Ma, he's after giving me a thump and she just picked me up and she go, right, back out yeah, to that green. Yeah, yeah. Defend yourself. Don't yeah. come back in here. But, until but, you... but if, if, was, if you done something wrong or if you started a fight, you get a clip in the ear. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. You wouldn't, you know. And it, like that's one thing where uh, like my parents would have never, like, um, if the school teacher gave out to you, and it's for a reason. Yeah. school teacher gave out doing something wrong and you, my mom would defend you, like, you know. Mm. Yeah. Um, I was a daydreamer at school, always messing and stuff. And, mm. But I was never bad. I was always like stupid stuff, mm. you know. And I was in school one day and I was about to be a mess. And I tried to get into the tour year disco and I was, you weren't allowed to. Four second years, went to go to tour year disco. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sorry, the four second tour years together and we went into the fourth, fifth, and sixth. And I tried to get into it and the, sec- uh, the principal caught me and didn't let me get in. And I said, right, anyway. So I got suspended for like detention for a week or yeah, something like that that's right? not that bad right no Yeah. so then we're all in the assembly room one day and there's a school trip to France and my man I said you want to go we get the money we can go I said right so there's 150 kids and only 100 could go or something like that you know mm. or 50 could go and I got picked to go and I'm coming out of the class smiling and 
bastard, uh, Mr. Savage said, uh, he said, yeah, what are you smiling for, Ryan? I said, I'm getting picked to go to France, so take that smile out of your face, you're going nowhere. <gasps> Just to be vindictive. Mm. When my man came down, stood up me, told him, you know, you're, yeah. a fucking, you're, you're a rattler, you know what I mean? She tried to put him in his place. Fair play to where her, yeah. Other people would know you, that's just principles in charge. Oh, yeah, and, you know, and you know. he's right, yeah. and you know. Mm. Or, or, or go, well, he is a rat, but say nothing. Yeah. Which is worse, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I always like that, and always, uh, I always worked as well. I always, mm. was, as a young kid, I asked me, Mavis, and he said, was the other day, like, I used to go into town and buy apples and try and sell them, or I used to sell the Christmas trees and I used to do the collect the bottles and yeah. every bleeding stupid job going. Yeah. I think I wanted to be older before my time, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I sort of regretted, I said, no, I should have, I love school. But I, you know. Do they ever tell you how proud All the time, yeah. they are of you? Yeah. Yeah. Can you remember the first time that your mum or your dad said that they were pro- they had a bit of pride or they were proud of you? No, but uh, she only, only said the recently the whole lot of us, like, uh, my dad had a bit of an accident in the summer. Um, he fell off a ladder and he got mm. a bleed in his brain. He busted his leg. And yeah. so he was over and we were all helping out. My man said, I just want to let you know we're very proud of you. It's the whole lot of us, you know. Because mm. we, we're very peculiar. As in, everyone grows up and moves away. So yeah. in, where my house is, my man's house is, I built a house about 10 doors away. My right. brother and little sister live on the same road. We're all, every one of us is 30 seconds from each other. Yeah. In the same estate, you know. Mm. Lads in the gym, Stephen O'Toole, Liam O'Toole, Reds are... We're all in the one little area. Mm. It's mental, you know what I mean? It is, but it's, it's also apparent when you meet you, when you know you. Yeah. I know you five years now, yeah. and that's why I'm talking about the relationship with the lads in the gym, family, yeah. connection, yeah. you know, that sort of brotherhood. Yeah. It's it's something that kind of fills yeah, of you, you know, yeah. that's that's what you're about, that's yeah. your, your ethos. You yeah, know? I think so. So yeah. and then obviously derived from that strong family upbringing yeah. that you had. Yeah, we were always, yeah, we always, always worked hard and always sort of, you know, we did every sport. Like I, I played hurling for Trinity Gales and boxed for Trinity Boys and to take a uh, Kempo and, and Donamade and under judo and mm. I always did something, you know, in the area. We're always involved with the area, sports in the area. Yeah. The whole family, like. My sister played Camargo, my brother was in the boxing club. The two younger brothers played soccer, basketball. We were always involved. Yeah. You know? When you think about your own children, what, what kind of hopes would you have for them for the future? Um, Healthy. Mm. Success. I, I like them to be successful, but I like them to travel and see the world. Um, my youngest one um, has like a like a Crohn's. It's disease. Yeah, it's like that. It's yeah. there's no cure for so it's like a bowel disease thing. And she's saying I want to travel to Australia and all, but what? Because she goes to the hospital every four weeks to get treatment. I said you have that treatment in Australia, you can get it. Yeah. The world's a small place now, yeah. so I want them having no 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 nothing to stop them. Mm. But I want them to travel, see the world, enjoy their life. Don't get bogged down, you know, come out of school, you know, your life is over, you know what I mean? Mm. Some shitty job. No big panic. Yeah. You can go back to school anytime you Absolutely. want. College and stuff. No pressure. No mm. pressure. And be nice people. Yes. You know, um, I would have been very, a lot of years ago very competitive and I'm going to smash your fucking head in. I'm not mm. trying my horse. She's a girl. Waste my bleed. I mean, yeah. You can't be like that. You know, you got to no. be open-minded a little bit. Yeah. Being I think right. it's funny that you did have that mindset when you were younger and then you ended I up did, having I did, two children. I, I did when I was, <laughs> two, yeah, two daughters. Two daughters, yeah, yeah. And that's what I got to think as well. Like, yeah. you know. Do you ever regret not having a son? No. Or would you have liked a son? No. no. Well, you've got about bleeding 300 yeah. of them up No, there, but because you? that would be wrong to say on the girls. You know, I remember yeah. when uh, when I was having Sophie and um, one of the lads said to me, oh, there's, there's a girl, you regret that? I said, no, mm. she's healthy, she's a beautiful little girl. Absolutely. Why would I regret that? Yeah. No not meant to be it's not meant to be you know yeah I know I always say to the kids I say 
she want to get rid of your man going to get one of them Russian models in a set and I'll have loads of boys and I'll have a little machine and all so he said to me you're born sure you don't even go out who would have you what, do you want to go now you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good banter that you have yeah, with him. you have but, to but you listen I, the, the, I want to talk very briefly about the relationship that you have with Claire because it is actually yeah. something that's very admirable the fact that yeah. you have been together since you were children yeah. and have remained not only in a in what seems like a happy healthy yeah. relationship but good mates yeah. Good, good crack between the yeah, two of you. you. You go through your hard times, and you know, I suppose like everything. When, um, Roy had when we went full time at the gym, mm. and then I opened a big gym in Baldoyle. Yeah. And we we had just we had sold a house and made a few quid, in it and we were moving. And we were actually building a house, and then I lost all our savings. Yeah. You know, we built a big used gym, fucking two floors. What SBG have now? I had ten yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember we, you saying. I think I lost two hundred grand. You know? Fucking hell, Andy. Yeah, and another fellow's involved me in all our savings that was gone. And I ended up in intensive care in the hospital. From that? Yeah. From the stress of it? Just, yeah, because I, I, was, I was running, I had gone from paying a thousand pound a month rent in a sports hall, you know, a little room, running the club to all of a sudden I was paying four grand in rent, plus VAT, plus mm. electricity, plus everything. I think, it was, I think I needed to be bringing in 15 grand a month to cover wages and I was bringing in four. Oh, right. Something like that. Can you know that something sports? And at the time, the Celtic Tiger was just further for going, and mm. all these small Ben uh, Dun James were opening. Yeah, charging twenty quid a month and all. And for about three months, I couldn't bleed and breathe. You know. Yeah. I was getting this pain in my bleeding chest, and I was doing a lot of heavy lifting. I said maybe it's because of that. I'm doing the powerlifting. We're having a Christmas party, and I said to Richie Morris, "I said, you have to go home, drop us home." I said, Claire, you stay there. My man Dan always there because even the gym we had, we had like. At the, we had the big gym, we had a weightlifting gym in it and a bodybuilding type of thing, mm. and we had the Team Rhino yeah. thing in it as well, and it was called SBG Northside at the time. But it was like a commercial sort of gym as yeah. well. So when we had parties and stuff, we'd, all the, my parents and everyone's parents were there, yeah. and Wayne Fagan's dad was actually doing the karaoke in the night, and it was Brilliant. a great bit of laugh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I went home, and um, I said, Claire, you stay there. Claire didn't even know where I was. She was all in my ma's and all that night, they were all partying, the lads in the gym. I was in intensive care. I got myself into the into the hospital. I can't remember getting in, but I remember being in there and I'm sitting in the chair and your man is saying to me, look, did you take drugs? Did you take cocaine or anything? Yeah. I said, I didn't even have a drink, I said. Mm. I said, I went to my Christmas party, went straight home, I can't breathe. So I done my blood and said, no, there, there's some level in your blood, over 200 is dangerous. Mm. You're at 1,500. Oh, sweet Jesus. So s- straight up to intensive care. So I had to ring my man and say, Look, will you let me manage? But don't worry, because a year before that, my brother was in a car crash, mm. and he, and then the year before that, I lost a brother. You know. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. said, come, don't worry when you come up and you come up and there's me with bleeding pipes and machines all over me, and uh, there for a couple of days, brought me out, put me on a running machine, took me stress test, and said, look, your heart is a hundred percent, your lungs a hundred percent, your body just told him what I was doing in the gym, like your body just said, look, stress, I have enough. Fuck. Had to walk away with me. I lost a fortune. Had to walk away with me, but walked away with me life, you know. Yeah. And the stress of it was unhuman. Mm. But Claire stuck through that, you know. It was hard for her at the time. Absolutely. Hard for her, and, and then see me going back into that with the gyms and stuff. But yeah, you know. What do you think the secret to having that 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 longevity in your uh, relationship has been? We don't live in each other's pockets, so you're not like we have to have our space. She has that dance and I have the gym. She has run the Donnelly gym. She's her own. It clicked down there. They're all they're all little. That's her little thing down yeah. there. But, you know, I support her. She supports me, what we do. Um, it's never just what I want. It's You know what I mean? Mm. And I like the kids to get what they can get. Like I work, I, that's one thing we'll be trying to do. We work our asses off to get so 
we got a lot of work done the house there recently. We built a house 15 years ago. And we, but every penny we put in, I said, we didn't get loans. We worked hard for it. Yeah. And, but Claire would never ask. So I decided to Claire, you need to get rid of that car. It's a heap of shit. I don't want one. Mm. You need to have, take my car. No, I don't want one. You know. Yeah. So she don't want to do that ass all the time. Yeah. Wants for nothing. Wants for nothing. Yeah. And I'm doing something she supports me. See, we're not, we're not a big drinker. I don't go out mad or she goes out with her friends. I don't want them fellas saying, oh, you've got to be in here at 12 o'clock. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some of that stuff. Trust and, and a bit of respect for each other, I think, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. That's the main thing, isn't it? Do you see do you see relationships ruin many careers in terms of... I see fellas in the gym when they come to the gym and the wives are, that's the fucking culture in there. Mm. That bleeding Andy rifle has his <laughs> brainwashed, right? Yeah. And, I, and, they, and they say, well, what do they want you to do? Well, they want one of the fellas, his wife wants him, he comes home from work, to sit there and watch all the, the soaps all night and that's it. Like a dickhead. Yeah. And, and mm. we say, well, what the fuck like? Yeah. You know, like, Claire goes to her gym in the morning. She goes to the stuff. Imagine me stopping that way. You're not going to the gym. Yeah. I want in you that, to watch Beacon Coronation Street. No, be in the house, make, the, make them beds and clean this. and You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't wind her up now. She just, I just say, say something in the house. Say, don't know, the bins. Oh, that's your job. Don't start that. <laughs> I say, you're the woman of the house. You know? <laughs> no, but like, yeah. I think respect, isn't it? Yeah. Respect. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Wrapping up, last question. Always ask us, what's your perception of happiness or what's your idea of happiness with everything that you know to date? Um, perception? I don't know. Well, what is happiness to you? So I'm, I'm happy now. So my, I think family life, if, you're, if, you're, if, if things are going right for you in family and even when things are going wrong, but you have the kids are all right, yeah. and I, I do two things. So when I when I had that big crash with the gym, I lost a fortune, and you know things were hard, and and I I do two things that make me sort of it's a stupid thing. I pay the mortgage in the house and I pay the rent in the gym, and I do them things. I don't give a fuck, right? Because yes. now I say right, the gym is paid, and the rent the the mortgage is paid in the house. Nobody can come near you. And else after that is extra, isn't it? Really, yes. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's done, and the kids are are doing their dancing and. They're doing well in school and things like that. Oh, that's happy for me, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not about winning medals or fancy gyms or fancy cars. That's the lack of it. I'd rather see... I'm happy when I see fellas doing good, you know mm. what I mean? So it's the little things, I think. I think it changes as you get older as well. Yeah. yeah you look at life a little bit different, you know what I mean? After you have kids or just when you get older? After, when you get older, I think. I think you look a bit like... I, I could drive down the road now and... Someone could be beeping and roaring at me, and I just wave at them. Yeah. Twenty years ago, I would have chased them down, dragged them out of the car, and killed them. <laughs> I, and I would have. Yeah. I would have. You know, I, I would have having that name and done it. Don't look at Andy Ryan or on the doors or even in the MMA world, the Jitsu world. You know. Yeah. It's not till you talk to us, though. We're not. You know, I'm not yeah. as bad as you. you know what I mean? Not at all. Yeah, yeah. You're a big pussy cat. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, you still stand up and hold your own ground. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So I, I, I'm a very happy person at the moment. Yeah. I am the last couple of years, I suppose, because my kids are, are good, family life is good, mm. the lads in the gym are doing well for themselves. You know, I'm here talking to you. I'm not I'm not stuck somewhere. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. enjoying life. I think I'm enjoying life. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for no coming problem. in. I enjoyed it. That was excellent. Enjoyed good it. insight. A lot of stuff there that I didn't yeah. know about you. There you are. Good to find out. And, yeah. and, uh, so you start talking shit with these things. I know, ears. yeah. See, it's a little That's trick, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah really yeah, good. Yeah. Um, but listen, what's next for you now in terms of the gym and all the lads? So we have Cade Roy's Academy next week. Oh, shit, yeah, we didn't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're coming yeah. down. Well, if I'm booked, yeah. I'm coming, yeah. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. brilliant. Yeah, so did. that's it. Um, 
and I wouldn't mind me, not that we struggled that we have 22 fights in so the card so Cage Warriors Academy is a spin an amateur spin off of the main Cage, Cage Warriors, Warriors yeah, brand yeah. and you're the promoter over here in yeah, Ireland yeah. and the next show was in Belfast, Belfast the Devonish the Devonish yeah. yeah and we have 21 fights and nearly every fight is from the south fantastic not really because no do we not think we, no we want more people from the north on okay plus the Dublin matches on the same night Oh, so that might kill us. We were nearly going to cancel the show, and I said, "No, we can't cancel it because the fellas that have worked hard. You know what I mean?" So yeah, keep it going. We'll see what happens. Cage Warriors. The main show is back in November. Oh, sorry. Well, let's give yeah. that before yeah. we go a little bit of heat. That's brilliant. I, I I rarely tweet, but I tweeted about the, my support for that show coming yeah. back and for for Graham. And they will be back more often. Good. Not just in Cork. That's you. You have a little bit of an insight. Yeah, do you? not just Great. in Cork. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. So that means there's a Dublin show coming. Not, I don't think Dublin, but at the moment, but right. Yeah. Can we get into the reasons why there won't be a Dublin show? I or? just think I just think we're, we're probably where like I suppose we have a good base in Belfast. So hopefully they're going to come yeah. to Belfast. I think they might. That's the vibe I'm getting. Okay, brilliant. So I think um, that's our goal is to sort of push the. It needs the to Belfast. be supported. Yeah. It needs to yeah. be supported. A little yeah. bit of diversity. In, in, I know in that the... Polaris is trying to get to Dublin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If anyone in the Helix, anyone knows anyone in the Helix, Ratten, you know, open your doors to them. It's not an MMA event. Yeah. They've been ringing around venues. They need a good seat at theatre. Mm-hmm. And Polaris is unbelievable. And they want to come to Dublin. Absolutely. And it's a good positive uh, brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's something that we need is more venues. Yeah. There's a lack of venues. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not only for MMA, but for all combat for sports. Yeah. For everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyone out there has a good venue with seating, yeah. about 1,000 seats. Or you might think about investing in your give, own venue give, there. Yeah, <laughs> you wish, little, give, a little venue out in yeah, Finglas there. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah why not? Give players a show. Absolutely, yeah. Well, listen, um, we'll see you next weekend. Cage Warriors. Yeah, and Bellator then. And Bellator. Um, Who's on Bellator for have, you, Miles uh, Price? No, so we have uh, Keith the Butcher McCabe and Ian, Ian uh, Colin. I'm a Glock, where we caught you. Oh, yes, absolutely. Ian yeah, Butcher's yeah. back. Yeah, so we have the two of them on. And uh, Moyle's on in November in London. Oh, very good. So he's not on the Irish cars. No, right, no. very good. And obviously Paul's out. We wish Paul all the best. Yeah. And we'll be having a little press day in O'Shea's bar probably the week before. Go on. So Bellator. We'll be we will for um, Air Lads fighting in Bellator. We're going to do a little press day, right? Amazing. Very good. That's, yeah. that's well, I just, said, I just said that Bill works there. So I said, Bill, give him yeah. the place a couple of hours. We'll avoid to like yourself and whoever the other is meeting yeah, down. I'll be there. Get the lads to throw a few chicken wings on. Interview the lads. I'll definitely be yeah. there for a few chicken yeah. wings. Absolutely. So get, we, we have, uh, we'll have the butcher, we'll have Ian, and we'll have Moyle there talk about yeah. his show. And we'll have Red there to talk about his injury. So yeah. Good, good stuff. Yeah. Be, be, I, I, I know that we were like wrapping up here, but very quickly, yeah, no uh, no Moyle's... Um, Obviously, loads of press with Moyles' mum because he's been over in AKA with, um, uh, what's the coach name? Javier. Javier Javier, Mendes, is that his name? name? And obviously, Khabib, he's over there. And obviously, the last fight that he fought for Bellator, where he fought Peter Queeley, and he was with um, uh, Habib over there, and he was in AKA. A lot of stick that he got. But he seems to have come out the other end of it. I don't mind fucking heading over there as well. Um, Fuck her saying... Oh, he's a rat. No, not even. I don't mind that shit because a good few SPG lads came to Miles and said, Miles, we're not calling you that. Don't do yeah, those. load of bollocks. Yeah, you weren't in this gym. You're training, you know. We know you're right. He, like, I wouldn't even mind. He wasn't meant to be there with Khabib. Was it? That was just uh, coincidence. coincidence the first yeah. time, yeah. But everyone, because he trained over there, they, that's how he won the fight with Queely. And he's, he said, no, he wrestles fucking every Saturday in their place mm. with Ivan and Constantine and Bill. 
Yeah. He'd done all his work in Ireland. He was over there, we're playing eight weeks, six of the weeks. He trying to think he was on holidays with two of them. Mm. I said, no, that's disrespectful to us as a team, Team Ryan, to say, mm. no, he won his fight because he fucking trained every eight weeks. So yeah. that's all my bleeding head in, you know? Yeah. And I don't, that was disrespectful to the lads in the gym. Mm. You know, so that annoyed me. What do you do in the like? Do you pick up the phone then? Do you ring John? Do you say get your like sort your lads out, or do you know what do you say to Miles in those kind of no, situations? I just Miles not bleeding mine. I, mean, I don't. I don't get involved. Yeah. The fighters, I lead the fighters too. When I go, I talk to people that day to fight and everything, no problem. And mm. I talk to all of them lads. I hold respect for them, you know. Yeah. That's why they do things for fights, don't they? In those moments, then when Miles wins that fight, are you like fuck yeah? Is it kind of those little things where you're delighted? I thought they were going to rob him on the night, to be yeah. honest with you. Mm. When I had a split decision thing and I said no, because he did win the three rounds. It was a very close fight. Yeah. But he did show Peter. I know Peter says now that he won the fight, you watch back at the fans say, he had more fans there than him. And look, it was done and dusted. Mm. He won the fight. Give me respect for the fight. And, Absolutely. Like, he was, and it was the first time that Moyes trains properly because usually Moyes a bleeding hippie, daydreamer. And I'd a bleeding bathroom every week. I'd have given out to him and mm. I'd have fallen out with Moyes all the time. And it was the first time at camp that I didn't have to say to him, why aren't you in Dublin? Why aren't mm. you training? I didn't have to do that with him. Where yeah. all you don't, it was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. So that one I didn't. And he's been, since he's been home now, he's been regular in LGM training with the butcher. Yeah. For this fight, he was fighting Philip O'Peter, who was a good friend of mine. And Philip done the coast in Romania, I'm sorry, in Rome with me and the Irish team. Yes. And we got on very well. Mm. First thing I did when the, when the fight was off me, I rang Peter. I said, Peter, look, we're good friends. I know you need to make money and keep me to make money. So I have no problem with the fight. Yeah. There's no bullshit from our end. And he was the same, you know. So. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's what needs to happen, isn't it? Yeah, that's really what funny. I think for all of us, when you see that stuff with, you know, for me anyway, with Miles, like, I mean, it was, I don't want to see anyone. I hate seeing people that I know fighting each other. You know yeah. what I mean? People that have come up to it, but I understand that it has to be done. Yeah. But if that's going to happen, then everyone needs to just understand that we're all trying to get to the same spot. We're all trying yeah. to make a career, make a living. Reds are fighting Ryan Roddy, they're good friends. Reds are fighting Philip and Peter, they're good friends. Reds are fighting Artem, they're good friends. Because they went in and fought each other. And that's it, there's no bullshit, you know yeah. what I mean? Okay, we're going to compete against each other. Jiu-Jitsu, imagine what's not even Jiu-Jitsu. Well, this is the thing, because I see it from a Jiu-Jitsu yeah. end point, because that's all I know, yeah. is competing yeah. in Jiu-Jitsu. And that's it's why like... I love the IMAF, because when you do the IMAF, mm. everyone's in the same warm-up room, warm-up together. Yeah. Everyone's weighing in, they get a queue to weigh in, it's like a, a tournament. Mm. So there's not this thing of you're in one change, you're in the other, we don't see each other. Yeah. You're in the same compound and hotel all week as each other. Mm. You're in the swimming pool and the gym with each other all week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So there's that that's You're drying your toes next to yeah, one another. Because <laughs> yeah. when we were we were uh, we were at the uh, the Russians have a big team there and they've a, a big sort of Dagestani type of Russian team mm. there. And uh, when we got there first, you're getting the looks off. First thing I did was how are you coach? Hand out. Yeah. You're not gonna throw me hand down and shake it, you know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, hi coach. And then there were a few there lads, better lads, it's a very good, very good athlete, great fight, you know. Mm. Be respectful to them. Be yeah. But don't fucking crouch down. Yeah. We go in, we're warming up there. We fucking, we're not going to let anyone dictate to us in the mat, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. We have to still have a bit of respect. Absolutely. Per the ha happy, happy medium, happy mix yeah. of it all. Yeah. Andy, I how would you like to be remembered? Last final question. Fuck. That's the truth. Honestly. Yeah. I, I just want to say as well, when I do pass this fucking war over, I don't <laughs> want, I don't want a gravestone, I don't want um, to be buried, I want to be burned, I don't want anyone to keep any ashes of me, fuck them all out to sea, I don't want anyone, oh that's fucking Andy in the, in the fireplace there, <laughs> or we must go, well, I look at me mad I go to my brother's grave every week, yeah. you know, Yeah. fucking hands, kills them half when I go up to, up I to know, it. yeah. I don't want any of that shit, for me, who gives a fuck? Really, yeah? Yeah, for what, like? 
I think with 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 graves, I think it's isn't it? Now I I'm I will be like you as well. Like I the grave thing I can't do right, but I know that my own parents yeah. like to go. Especially my mother likes to go visit her her mom's her parents' graves, and I think it's more of a like a a process. A, so you know you feel like you're still connected to the person. Well, you know, are you? I, 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 I talk to my brother all the time. My brother passed away. This is 15th Christmas gone. He was 23. He was killed in an accident out for with his mates um, celebrating a Christmas night out. Had a fall, banged his head, died. Jesus. Right, I remember that. And I do not, and I still talk to him. I give out to him every now and again. And my best mate, one of my best mates, Jerry O'Grady, took his own life a few years ago. And I'd talk to his wife now and again. And, and I'd, I'd drive by his house every day to the gym and i fucking give out to him. But I talk to him myself. Mm. I don't have to go to a grave to talk to him. I don't have to go to a church. Yeah. I do it myself. You know what I mean? Mm. Are you religious? Um, oh, I'll give you a, a mad one. Um, no, it wouldn't be. Mm. I think we're, we're, we were bed into being afraid not to be religious. I remember years ago getting chased by the guards as a young and I'm bleeding, bless me, said, please to God, don't get, don't let them catch me and I go to mass every Sunday. As soon as I got away, I didn't give a shit, you know what yeah. I mean? I was doing something stupid. Yeah. But in a couple of incidences, um, I always say, fucking priests, they're pricks and what's that Madeline, uh, the Madeline, uh, the, what do you call that? Magdalene Sisters. Lo- Magdalene Laundries. Yeah, and I said, yeah. they're fucking nuns are bastards and, what they did, and, and then stuff with priests selling kids, and, and, mm. and then I say, well, hang on a minute. All the priests I know, so we had a very good priest called Father Noel when I was a young fellow. Father mm. Noel was around the back, and we'd knock around to Father Noel, and he brings us to the youth club and brought us to the pictures, and we yeah. went to the scouts and our clubs with him, and he was a brilliant man, a very nice man, and it was great, you know? And uh, I had one bad incident, I was going to kill the fucker. Um, <laughs> When my brother died, right, so I said, what do you yeah. do? Like, your brother, what do you do? There's no script to say. How old are you when your brother passed? So, I was, it's only uh, about 12 years ago, 13, because he passed away. My youngest was 13, so he's 13, he's 14 years. Yeah. So what am I, 46, 32 yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. um, I remember he had, he had passed, I'd write, what did you grab me, brother? It'd be better knock around to the priest. It was Saturday evening, like, what do you do? Who do you tell? Because he, my man and I, like, we had to get the priest to the house and all, all this shit, so I knock around and the the, the bleeding office was was closed, so the priest in their estate have fucking three houses, right? Mm. So I knocked into the house, a bungalow, and I said to the priest, I said, how are you? I said, we had a ruined brother from around the corner and our brother passed away today and we don't know what to do. What do you want me to do about it? I'm on sick leave. I said, what did you say? Oh, uh, uh, I'm on sick leave tomorrow. I pass on to the parish priest. I looked at the fat cunt, I was going to bleed and kill him, you know, excuse the language, I wanted to kill him. Yeah. But the parish priest came around the next day, a beautiful man, a lovely man, didn't come in in all the bleeding priest gear, come in, normal, mm. sat with me man and dad, sat with us, um, didn't give the holy thing, this is God's will, he said, no, I couldn't, I can't tell you, I'm not going to tell you it's God's will, it's a tragedy. Mm. Great man, very nice man, he said, every, we were waiting over a week to bury me brother to us, on the Friday morning when I died, there was only 12 people died in Dublin that, that night, accidents and stuff. So we had a week. He came around to my house, my man's house, every day and every evening. Don and me at shopping centre, the case kitchen, sent up sandwiches and food. The, the area with the, where we lived was brilliant. Mm. But that priest was a great man and he was, there was no bullshit out of him. He was sitting with us and talking and he talked about football and he came in and have a cup of tea in the evening and we're sitting there and we're talking about Father and I. So Father and I bring us, you know, out and he said, ah, yes, and I remember father and all. He said, I used to be bringing a bunch of kids up to the forest and he'd be bringing a bunch of kids out. And my brother looks at him, not like that now, he said, not like that. But he was a nice man, you know, and he yeah, said to me yeah, then, yeah. my wife Claire and my sister, uh, Elaine, were pregnant at the same time. He said, look, when you're getting the kids baptised, don't 
go through and I'll do his, I'll do his around, you know what I mean? Yeah. He was a lovely man, he was, a lovely man. So I wouldn't be religious, religious and then I'd just say, them bleeding priest bastards. Yeah. But the ones I met are really nice. Are really except, nice, yeah. Except one fucker, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because he didn't give us that whole bullshit, you know, this is God's will and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you're, I think when you have kids, you're, you're afraid not to believe in case something happens to mm. you. Your yeah. kids, not me, like, you know, you say, my kids, something happened to me, you know what I mean? Mm. It is frightening that way. It is, yeah. But I wouldn't be religious. I think, I think there is some sort of creator there, but like... Do you be- what do you believe in? Do you believe that when we die, do you believe we go somewhere else? I used to think you'd be reincarnated. I'd love to think you were. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't believe that Buddhism or Hinduism or Muslims or Christians, whatever is the right religion, I think. Yeah. You just got to be a nice person, haven't you? Absolutely. You know what I mean? And that's it. Like, yeah. If you're a country, you're a country, isn't it? <laughs> that's <laughs> it. Yeah. Isn't it? You know what well, I mean? That's it. Yeah. That's how I am. Yeah. You know, you can go into, you could see here for hours going into religion and, and what it means to people and why it was created. Because it, listen, it was created. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? From one one next into yeah. to the next, it was created for a reason. You yeah. know, whether you want to look at it as a control yeah. of of mass people, the masses or whatever. Yeah. Um, like I've no time for all that thing, and I've no time. Like I think I don't care if you're. I say it in the gym all the time, I don't care if you're black, white, Chinese, if you want to paint yourself purple, if you're gay or straight, yeah. you come to wear a gym, you behave yourself, you're a nice person, no problem. Absolutely. No problem. And yeah. why not? Like, who am I yeah. to judge people anyway, you know? Yeah, we're all the same, yeah. we're all equal, yeah. isn't it? No more stuff fuckers looking down the nose and you think they're better than you, you know? Absolutely. That's just my head in. I have no yeah. time for that. Mm, yeah, you know, I would no be the same, yeah. 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 We're all equal. Or classes, I have no time for classes, okay. You were a millionaire and you live in a big house. I mean, you're a better person than me. Absolutely. You might have a better job, more money. Mm. But you're not first class. And I'm certainly not second class. I'm yeah. just middle class or working class. I think that's a lot of bollocks, all them yeah. classes, you know. Would well, you think if someone landed 10 mil on you into the bank account in the morning, would you change? Do you got to change it? First thing i do is I'd uh, buy a speedboat, get me seven little sail out of the uniform. <laughs> I'd sit in the back of it on a big, big trailer and I'd get ready to drive me around on a maid and I'd be sipping champagne, <laughs> sticking my fingers up with everybody. No, I wouldn't change. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I always said, I, I always said, and I, even to this day, yeah. um, if I won big, big money, I'd build a, uh, a sports hall at the school in Donna Made, if not sports hall. Lovely. It does me head in. They had a great sports hall when we were kids, and then they got vandalized, and they knocked it down, and they never rebuilt one, and it yeah. does my fucking head in. Because it's a very sports school, hurling, yeah. football, come out, and yet they've now believed in sports hall. So we always said, if I win, but one big money, this is witnesses now, yeah. I would build a sports hall. Lovely. Yeah, definitely. Brilliant. Well, yeah. I'll hold you to that, right? There'll be a few I, out there. I, I, I don't think I'd move out of Dublin either. I love Dublin. Really? Would you move out of the house that you're in now? I, I'd like a bit, of, a bit of land. Yeah. Um, For dogs and stuff. Because I do a bit of hunting and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you do a bit of hunting. Yeah, jeez, yeah. I should have mentioned yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So I do that. So, yeah, no, I think, yeah, but I love Dublin. Mm. I was only, when I was standing out here earlier on, it reminded me, like, I believe. I would have spent a lot of time as a teenager and then early 20s in town because mm. I would have been in rat mines in the barracks so I'd come into town and have me dinner in Beaulies Lovely. and then I'd get picked up to go training or training the Herricks in town or yeah. so yeah, your life sort of revolved around the city centre mm. you know and it has changed yeah for the better do you think or for the worse I think for the worse yeah, mm. yeah. why do you say that I don't know I just think it's maybe when you get older you get a bit softer but I yeah. think it's not it's not safe you know yeah. Do you worry about your own children being in town and, and starting to get yeah, older? Yeah, they go to town now. Just the thing, they go to Blanchettown, they go to the, yeah. these other shopping centres. It's not really go to town. Yeah. Are, 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 what, how old is, is Kerry, your eldest? Kerry's 21, yeah. So she's going out. She's on yeah. the on the yeah. set, as we say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, wor- I worry about them when they're out. She goes out with a very nice fella. 
Yeah. Um, you're a good joke. What's that like? Yeah, great. Yeah. They don't listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, what I did in my house. I just imagine some poor young fella being like, who's your dad? Oh, She's like, Andy bleeding right. Yeah, the kids just have left me. <laughs> sure, I, uh, my house is full of girls all the time and every Saturday, even all the nieces and all, like all my, um, on me, Claire, so I'd all, yeah. they're all girls, all the nieces. My house is full of them. And so I said to myself, with a little box room upstairs, and no one was doing that. And they were meant to put it into a walk-in wardrobe. And, and they went doing that. And I said, I'm putting it into my room. So I got a painted, I got a big flat screen TV on the wall, and I got Xbox and a <laughs> DVD player. And I got a little fridge built in it. And I got all lovely photographs of when the kids are small and me and Judo and yeah. UFC all over the walls. And I bought a, a couch bed, a little corner that just fits out into it. Yeah. And I said, right, that's my little zone. I'm going to be up there. I've got a popcorn maker machine, everything in it. Do you think I can get into it? Carrying it, and, and I fell asleep in it all the time. No way, you turned it out. Bed, yeah, a bed. So, you know, friends have us asleep over room. Yeah. Can't believe the music. Need to get out the back. Yeah. yeah. Need to back. I out with the dogs. Are the yeah. dogs in the house or the inside? In the house. How many have now? Three? Four. Four. And what about two hours? Two Westies, yeah. And I used to breed rat waters. You walk them dogs, yeah. do you? <laughs> so, I remember a few years ago, I used to go down, so I was a lot younger. So walk down together in the primary school and have the two little chihuahuas and pink leads yeah. and two Westies. <laughs> and me going down the road, my shorts and teachers, tattoos all over my arms. What I'm paying, fucking people be laughing at me. Because <laughs> we bred, my family, we bred staffs and Rottweilers. That's yeah. what we bred for years. Yeah, yeah. We always had Rottweilers. And, and why stuff. would you, why, how come was it the girls that wanted the smaller no, I used dogs? To, I used to torment Claire when she went away. I used to buy a dog to torment her. And I bought two Westies. And then she went away and, and uh, another time to a friend in Scotland and I got Sophie Little Chihuahua. And then she man him a little, I had to say, it's a great little dog. Yeah. It's a great dog. Yeah. Are they good dogs, Joe? This one we have is a princess, and she looks like a bleeding princess. Good princess. And, yeah, and she's lovely little dogs. Yeah. Lovely. And then Claire was going away again, messing. And I said, I'm going to get another torment. And I went and bought another dog. Her heart be broke. Yeah. Was she cracking when she came home? She went, what can you do with like? Yeah, they're in there now. And but she probably loves it now more than I did. I bought a dog the other day. What was it? I was going to buy one of them German warrior, oh, them German pointers. Oh, gorgeous dog. Mm. I support that decision. Yeah. Sorry, Claire. Just for the hunting. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're sorry. getting into the hunting now. Mm. Well, and it's uh, Carl Roach in your gym. Is that who's... Carl uh, and another couple of other fellas, yeah. The fella Paddy, yeah. yeah. What yeah. do you love about us? I just, I think it's like, as I said, when I was in school, the outdoors and, and yeah. you know, and in the army, it's a, it's a, it's a step from the army. So mm. I got all my firearms licenses and stuff and, you know, so mm. we're out in the hills and the mountains and stuff. So I think it's the oh, outdoors. Oh, so you have your licenses from your army days? No, no, but I, have, I think it's it carry on from, you know what I mean? Oh, okay, right. So I used to do a lot yeah. of shooting in the army, so. Oh, you mean yeah, you're yeah, yeah, so right, it's, right, it's, right. yeah. So. It's a controversial uh, topic, isn't it? Yeah. 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 A lot of people, I find... I don't want to offend yeah, anyone, but it's kind of an ignorant. People get are a bit ignorant. No, I, have, I have no time for, for cruelty to animals. Like, I love, we love dogs, you know, yeah. animals. And I couldn't go out and hoard an animal for the sake of hoarding it, you know. Yeah. And we're in holidays. My kids are feeding, bleeding cats, straight, straight cats, cats and, yeah. and they bring them in, and you know, you know. So we hunt, we hunt the deer in the season. Only take one or two when we go out. If we're, mm. if we're lucky, you know, it's hard to get them sometimes. Yeah. But we eat them like there. There's no waste in it there. Mm. Carl skins them, we bring them to a butcher friend of ours and he prepares them and cuts them all up in meat and is giving out to all the lads at the gym and stuff. Yeah. So there's no waste. I wouldn't, I couldn't kill something for the sake of killing it. Yeah. Um, I do pigeon shooting and people say that's very cruel and stuff. Yeah, it is if you don't know why we're doing it. Um, a lot of the wood pigeons we would eat and give to fellas that, that use them in the restaurant, but mm. the crop damage you do is unbelievable. And I didn't believe it when I heard it first yeah. until I went out and seen it. No way, I had no idea. Yeah, because you think of like 500 pigeons in a field, mm. farmer's field gets riddled, you yeah. know what I mean? 
So the farmers are kind of in support. They're yeah, like, oh, they want to come out, yeah. yeah. The pigeons, but yeah but I, I, I wouldn't be out killing animals for the sake of killing animals, yeah. you know. And I suppose that the pigeons as well, there's no waste there. No, no, no. And, and did you say the pigeons get given to restaurants? The odd person might take them, yeah, yeah. Feck, I, I didn't know that pigeon was, I thought there was some it's kind of like high end of pigeon that was being flown in from France or it's something. Big, it's, big, it's big in England. And they really, get yeah. The pigeon, yeah. Wow, I didn't yeah. know that at all. Yeah, yeah. But I, would, I don't do too much of that, you know, it's, mm. I enjoy doing that. Or even just going, going to the range and doing the clay pigeon shooting or yeah. doing the targets in the range. It's just something else. For me, it's, it's not the gym. Yeah. And I'm the student, so when I go, I'm not the... One in charge, so right. I enjoy that. Okay, I tell yeah. the lads, no, I'm not in charge, you know, yeah. you're in charge. Do you enjoy that being yeah. on the flip side of yeah, it? Why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, obviously, okay. you're learning. You know well, what I mean? was about to ask you, there's that another kind of aspect of yeah. your life you never stop learning? Yeah, always, mm. always, you know, always. And that's yeah. why, um, like Carl would come out and Carl showed me how to skin it and how to gut stuff and how to do it safely and how to look after the meat, the meat doesn't get infected, and you know, so mm. the lads put a lot of time in it. It's not yeah. fellas just going out. Killing something and leaving it on the side of the road is none of that shit, you know. Yeah. I'd have no time for that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's I'd respectful. Like, yeah. Yeah. We eat me. Well, this is the thing. Most of the people who argue about well, whether they're they could be vegan or whatever else, but most people, even if they eat meat, that argue about hunting, yeah. they don't stop and question where their meat comes from know. and the process from the animal being in a field to ending up in your supermarkets. Do you know what I mean? I know. And I think if a lot of people actually saw that process first yeah. on, they'd be yeah, more oh, inclined yeah, yeah. to, to yeah. buy their, their yeah. meat organic or from a local farmer, yeah. wouldn't they? Yeah. You oh, know? yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. So me, more than all them Bambis in the mountain. <laughs> yeah, no, see, that's, that's the perception people think, but it's not. Yeah. Should we go out more days and don't even see them? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And fellas think that you're out and you, you might fire one round, mm. two at max. Secondly, hear the noise, they're gone. Yeah. You know? And the Wicklow Mountains are overpopulated with them. Yeah, is that where you go up to the Wicklow Mountains? Yeah, yeah. 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 Are guns, are, what, are you, what are you shooting at? What yeah, kind of a rifle? rifle. Yeah, yeah. Heavy. Yeah. I've never held a gun before. Have you not? No. Let's see another photograph there, look. Come on, give us a look at the photograph. I'll have to, I'll have to explain this for our, our listen, li- listeners. Andy is now um, picking up his mobile. He's scrolling. He's now about to show me. Oh, yeah. Size of it. Yeah, it's a very big rifle for for all those listeners. Show you better. This is... Where's this fucking picture? (laughs) There. There, yeah, look. Oh, jeepers, yeah. Massive rifle, yeah. Yeah. So we know who we who would call if the zombies come. Uh, <laughs> I say that all the time. I said, I'll be ready for that apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. I know where I'm going. Yeah. Bleeding yeah. out to Donamese. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. here, Claire, Andy, open up said, that door. I have all the openings in the gym. I always said to them, straight down, <laughs> we just take over Donamese shopping centre. <laughs> Put the openings in the roof. Sniper. Plenty of food there. Yeah, yeah. yeah relax, love yeah. it. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, listen, thank you very much. No problem. I enjoyed that. It was great. Drag me over to the south side. I know. I'm so sad. You're you're almost just a tiny bit over the bridge. Once I can smell the lithium already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And the junkies pissing <laughs> on them, them lines. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's the plan now for the rest of the week? Training? Training. In the gym. I was actually meant to go up to the north tomorrow. Danny Carr's running the course up there. It's a whole brain trauma thing. And I'm probably not going to make it. Um, right. It's on Saturday. What day is today? Thursday. Today's Thursday, yeah. Yeah, so Saturday, they're running this course up there. Yeah. And it's recognising the South and it's all to do with brain injuries and trauma and how to watch for them and stuff, you know? Very interesting. They're doing, he's doing a great job up there, Danny Carr. Yeah, he is, yeah. Leading by example, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. We're looking forward to seeing how it all pans out with his yeah. funding. So he was in one of the first countries, 
Did we say that? Countries, yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, to get government funding for MMA. I'm not big gym, yeah. Yeah, big gym and schemes and having... Yeah, we're uh, bringing up a team to compete with them on, in the end of September. Laden, better bash him. <laughs> I'm yeah, joking. Cool. But yeah, no, it's good. It seems like an exciting time for yeah, everyone, doesn't it? it is, and yeah. you're happy to be back with Ima. Yeah. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. No, please stay. Come on, you yeah, were no, missing it. You know, I hate all that committee bullshit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I do enjoy the, the competitive end of it, but it's expensive, you know what mm. I mean? So... We're going to Bahrain. It's probably going to cost two grand to go to Bahrain to, to coach guys. You know what I mean? So, Fucking hell. Yeah, so let's see what happens. Can you take sponsors? Yeah. I'll tell you who does a great job. Who? Um, Liam from Cork, Liam O'Griff. Liam Oak. And fucking Dino. Yeah, Dino Wade. They don't great get job. the recognition. And Dino Wade probably has the best amateur team in the country. Yeah. And people don't know that. People yeah. think, you look at him, he's probably the most successful Amateur coaches, you go to IMF, everyone knows him, mm. and he think he's won medals nearly every IMF event. Yeah, which is mad, and a massive knowledge base as well. Yeah, he's no know, knows the game inside no. out and has been around like yourself yeah. for a very long time. Yeah, but also doesn't get the the recognition that no. he deserves. No, he in his own words, it's because I'm a fat C. He's a nice fella, but Liam Liam Morgan Cork, he does. If it wasn't for him, there'd be no Irish team going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, he does massive work. He does fair play to him. Yeah. Well, big shout out to Dino Wade and Lee yeah. Moog. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to what all you do guys do in the future. I'll, uh, I'm retired now. You're now, not. I'm announcing it now. Come on. Yeah, right. Get the hits. Andy Ryan exclusive retiring. Yeah. Fuck this. You're going to take up Fuck ballet this. dancing. <laughs> yeah. I would. We used to do yoga down the road here in the, in the Harry Christian Centre. Give over. Did you yeah, do that? Yeah, yoga? I used to, yeah. Always, yeah. But I used to go up there. It was great. I remember I went up there one day and I was only playing three, it was me and three girls, and he made us sit on the ground, right? And hold each other's hands. Right. Right. Give me a hand and show you what we've done. I pass on the power to you and then you pass on <laughs> For about fucking twenty minutes. I said well, that but it was good, it was just uh, Nidra yoga or something it's called that. They were breeding. Yeah. It was fucking hard. We had a guy on here uh, last week, David Gray's his name. He's a biomechanical specialist. And basically he he's a kind of an old, a physiotherapist, but alternative, right? It's all movement and functionability. But he was saying that 85% of the, the complaints that he have has coming into his, his um, clinic can be resolved or are due to uh, people not breathing properly. Yeah. Yeah. He was saying about, you know, and we went into talking about fighters, you know, when you like see a fighter in the ring and his mouth open and he's like about to, his gas chamber is gone. So very yeah. interesting now. But I'm surprised you don't know that because you, you're an avid listener to no. this podcast, yeah. Andy, yeah? You must, you must what, have... What's that, Andy? <laughs> you fucker. You must have missed that episode, yeah, you bollocks. I won't even listen to this one. Yeah, you will. I'm going to have that on. Clear, get that on there in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but listen, I, you're going to be here all bleeding no, night. It's getting back in dark out. But listen, I do really appreciate it. I know you're yeah. a busy man. Thank you very much for coming in. No and uh, best of luck in the future. Really? Andy Good Ryan luck. for the first exchange. <laughs>